Join Goofy and his son Max in a hip and hilarious all-new movie that kicks up outrageous fun on the road to higher education. It's all extreme sports and a life of freedom as Max sets off for college, but Goofy misses Max so much he literally falls down on the job. The laughs come fast and furious as he shows up, leisure suit and all, to finish college alongside Max and his friends. When Goofy meets the librarian, they hit it off and spark a stuck-in-the-70s disco inferno that steals the show. But as Goofy tries to get closer to Max, both must go to extreme to learn how to live their own lives together. From inspired high-energy music to the antics of one of Disney's most beloved dads, an extremely goofy movie proves that two goofs are better than one. And now, our feature presentation. Podcasts. Podcasts are like a lime. Mmm. <laughs> Tart and tangy, sweet, oh sublime. Mm. Quiet, speechless like a mime. Bold and noisy like a crime. Don't you dare waste my time. Because podcasts can start on a dime. <laughs> wow. Oh, man, the feelings. That was great, wasn't it? Thank you. It takes me back to college. Yeah. It takes me right back. I normally don't <laughs> like to do something that's from the movie that we watched. Because then I feel too much like I'm directly ripping off the gimmick of another podcast, Blank Check. But that's just, I, could, I was going to do a song from a Goofy movie, but I love the Beret Girl. Yes. I, as well, I wrote down the entire thing that she did as well. <laughs> and was wondering who was going to actually read it, if I was going to, or if somebody else I'm was. Really glad so you, good. When, I'm glad that you started it with that. When Silly and I were watching the movie, I didn't write it down at first, and I was like, ah, Kyle will write it down, I bet you. So it's, it's perfect that you did. Um, but yeah. yeah. It's a... Uh, hey, this is our show. Hey, this is our first time recording in the same room. First and what? last. Oh, ever. yeah. What in the world? We're I know. in the same room. I really hate it. I don't like it at all. Even I have to it. look at you. I know. I don't like it. It's making me really uncomfortable. Also, <laughs> well, I, it's not just the looks. It's also the smells, too. Yeah. Well, I did not shower today. Well, you have, you have a nice musk. Thank you. So it's good. <laughs> I couldn't shower because I didn't have a plastic bag handy. For this. For, for this. Oh, for that? That all of our that. listeners yeah. can see? You guys see it, right? My broken hand that I broke yesterday. Oops. What in the world? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's not important how. <laughs> it may... No, I know. I, I, I was trying to think. Was it when, um, was it, was it when, you know... Bradley, the 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 guy in the movie, the antagonist in this movie, mm -hmm. the the Bradley something the third, yeah, upper the crust. third upper crust, upper crust. Who is that? What in the world? Who's that voice? Holy smokes! <laughs> there was a voice. Who is a that? A voice with information. Wow, this is <laughs> another first. Is two firsts in one. Is this God? Is it God? God. Hello, him. it's me, God. <laughs> I am a woman. Why have you done this to us? <laughs> you know, you really asked for it. Have you seen your life so far? God, if you're real, why are NFTs real? <laughs> why does Bitcoin stop <laughs> The world's going to explode. This is bad. Anyways, we have a guest on we, our show. We do have a guest. Uh, 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 a friend of, of, of the show a family member a family member for kyle a, a longtime listener our number one fan out the gate <laughs> yeah a huge mistake to have on as a guest because 
now there's nobody to listen to our show. A psychology expert. Mm-hmm. Major. Specialist, you can Specialist. say. Specialist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Brooke. Brooke. Yep. Adelsberger slash Cheney. Yes. I don't know what last mm-hmm. name you go with. You know, either one's fine. All right. Either one. Welcome, Brooke. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate the snaps. Oh, the snaps <laughs> make my heart so happy. Perfect. <laughs> I wow. wish I was Bray Girl. Now, Brooke, you're on this movie podcast. Are you a movie expert? Um, I'm a movie enthusiast. There it is. Well, you should have just said no because you'd fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> We're all movie enthusiasts, yeah. right? Yes. I'm not even sure I'm an enthusiast anymore after how many we've watched at this point. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, some of them... Movie is a broad definition for what you've watched. That's fair. That's yeah, that's very yeah. <laughs> half movie, half just a bunch of episodes squished together. Mm-hmm. So you know, a movie. I feel like if you look at just the movies you've watched, not so bad. Not the worst thing in the world. True. That's fair enough. Yeah. Speaking of this show and having guests, what is this show? Holy smokes! Welcome everybody. He's not gonna remember to the Made for TV <laughs> podcast, the show dedicated to celebrating and exploring um, made-for-TV, made-for-TV movies. The unique world, world, some might say. So usually I have this little sticky note on my computer that has this written down, this little intro, and guess what? It says password is password. Password. Yeah, (laughs) yes. Shh, don't tell. Yeah, welcome to the Made-for-TV podcast. This is our, this is... This we're doing Disney movies. This is so. our yeah our series on uh, straight to DVD Disney sequels. Straight to uh, VC- VHS. Well, straight to video, home video. Okay, okay. That, straight are... to your home TV. And he's Kyle. I'm Kyle. And I'm Scott. And that's. And I'm Brooke because they're Good. pointing they're at me. Already, <laughs> yeah. well, we already introduced her. You already know her. She's it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Back to the hand, Bradley Upper Crust the third. Yes. The, when he was bullying Max, you yeah, got so got frustrated so angry. and you were just, stop bullying him! And, I and love Max so much! <laughs> and you slammed Come your on, fist man. down. Come on, man! Leave Max alone! It's my PJ impression. Uh-huh. Oh, PJ. No, you want to know what it really was over? Taco Bell Fiesta potatoes. <laughs> oh, man. That's I mean, great. those fiestas. Those fiesta potatoes, they're I good. I dropped a container of cheesy sour creamy potatoes on the ground dude and it got everywhere i was so mad that hits a special part of my heart because that was my gateway drug into taco bell i had never eaten there before and then for some reason my mom like we went there i think just like went inside and i was not hungry but i got a side of the fiesta potatoes and Mm -hmm. That was it. It was all over. I think they were recently taken off the menu and added back on. They were. They were. Vegetarians around the world were livid. Oh, yeah. You couldn't get a spicy potato soft taco anymore. And what is the point of life if you can't get spicy potatoes in a tortilla? Yes. If I can't get carbs on top of carbs, (laughs) then what do I want to live for? I'm on, right now I'm rotating with obesity medicine. And if there's anything I've learned that you got to put your carbs on your carbs to have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm glad we're recording in person if that's what you're doing now because I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk after the show. We could. But I actually won't know, talk to you Okay, after the early show. Dr. Davidson's diagnosis, do you know that your fracture has a specific name? I don't know that. You Is have it the idiot fracture? <laughs> no, it's much, it's, it's better. It's the boxer's fracture. You've got a boxer's fracture. Hey, look at that. Because boxers, they'll break that, that last 
pinky metacarpal. Yeah. And when they punch something. So, yeah. So you got in a fight with a table. <laughs> with the counter. Yeah. Was, and uh, yeah. you lost, but it's fine. I snapped it when they took the x-ray and it wasn't displaced at all. But I swear when I first did it, like... I pushed on it and I could feel my like pop something. So I feel like maybe I just popped it back where it was say, supposed to go. Maybe yeah. yeah. You just you, you just did your own Cuz um... I was like, why does my hand feel so weird? I was like, did I break anything? I squeezed and I went like and I felt like crack <laughs> and I was like that's not good. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm I'm basically a doctor. Here's the question. Do yeah. you get to eat anything before you went to the emergency No, room? I was so angry I threw away my taco bell. <laughs> it was, it was all for nothing. Yeah, it was no. truly for nothing. I threw away my uh, Crunchwrap Supreme out of anger <laughs> in the moment. I was like, not only is my floor covered in cheese and sour cream, my hand is broken. <laughs> yeah. And there's a three-year-old grabbing onto me, <laughs> trying to get food at the same time. <laughs> so angry. Uh, so you're not going to be doing any you know, handyman work? at home no well that'll be the huge change (laughs) for me yeah Yeah. you you know i'm always around to lend a hand if you need it thank you yeah you got Mm -hmm. anything else you've had a day to come up with these (laughs) (laughs) uh no i mean i'm yeah sorry for the backhanded comments i guess there it is wow thank you you really hooked people in with those um Okay, well, how was everyone else's week? Uh, hey, last day of school today. Their, yeah. Last day of school. Last day of Well, this isn't really. Did you have a high school yeah. musical to summer? Summer. No. Summer moment. I What I had was a Goofy movie, the original. What's that first song called? After Today. After Today. Oh, my favorite song. Such a good song. <laughs> That's your favorite song? Yeah, in Goofy Movie. Okay, Absolutely. If you're not oh, talking, general, maybe song. it's close. <laughs> if you're not talking Powerline, because like the Powerline's a bop. But, like, yeah, I don't know how that could be. Yeah, the Powerline songs are in there, so how can that one be your favorite? Uh, but I'm was, saying if you take like, out the Powerline, then yeah, that's I the best one. I love that song, because I rewatched Goofy Movie for this one, so I watched both Excuse Goofy me. We're not at the part where we talk about the first I know, but... But, man, after today, like... I used to sing it on field day or like the last day of school. Mm-hmm. Like I like would go around and try to be funny singing after today. But you know who sings that song? No, is it's it not. not it's not Marsden? the voice actor. It's not the voice actor. It is the guy. He plays one of the Basham brothers in the Mighty Ducks two and three. Are you serious? Yes. And he, do you know who he's married to? No. Adina Menzel. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. He runs in the family. It does. Yeah. I think he runs like a like a mental health and addiction clinic well, uh, now. So, you know, I yeah. the, the I know we're not talking about the movie yet, but the the line from After Today, mm-hmm. the last line, I wish this was the day after today. That's really I feel that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I love that last line. I do wish that it, it was not there. today anymore. <laughs> yeah, I felt that yesterday. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> That song's so good. I could just, yeah, I love the, it goes around and shows all the cli- the clicks and cliches of high school. Mm-hmm. It it's really pulls fun. you in. Yeah. It's and good. just, it's, well, well I guess we're just song. jumping to talking about that. Uh, talking oh, no. about the movie. We can go gonna, back. We can go back. Bring it back. Bring, bring it back. Yeah. Bring it back. I want to know how everyone's week was. Anything new? I, Any did, good poops? I did some, I, <laughs> speaking of poops, 
Hard to wipe your butt when your right hand <laughs> is in a cast. Aren't you ambidextrous? I you have more. Uh, you have more ace wrap at home, where you could just wipe it with the ace wrap <laughs> just do this. and then yeah. just replace the ace wrap. So it's built in toilet I paper. I wish I did. Did you bring any for me? No. Ah, oh, darn. Sorry. The stuff won't flush anyway. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Also, other things in my day, I got raccoons on the roof. I got Jeez. a family of raccoons that are living. <laughs> not in my attic, not on top of my house, but the area above the porch, there's like oh. a like undersiding to the roof overhang, and they pulled a piece of that off, <gasps> and they've crawled into that undersiding, and they're just living there. They're I, ripping your house apart. I know. Just that one spot, that one little corner, and I can't, the, the, the pest control people can't just go up on the roof and grab them, because it's like a safety hazard, they might fall. So I just have to set out traps and hope that raccoons climb down from my house and go in them. Uh, See, I think you were asking for it when you I, were son of in Pocahontas. Don't you say it. Don't we you. had this discussion. Who's don't better, Flint or Miko? Miko is way Miko better. Miko is way better. Thank yeah. you. So now you have a bunch of Mikos if I, Listen, house. if I had a bunch of hummingbirds living in my house, I'd be way more upset. Oh, no, the hummingbirds. We got those. They come around the house. You know, they see. They, they no. mind Real their own life, business. I would they rather have hummingbirds. Shut your mouth. Don't give him any ammunition. Miko's better. He's Miko way funnier. Better. That's the thing. Miko is lovable and nice. I feel like I had a Miko plush Whereas, as a kid. Yeah. Real you know? raccoons, I'm worried, will bite me and give me rabies. <laughs> so they're not as fun. That's the joy of Miko, is he is something that I can't have in real life. You know? I can't trust a raccoon on that He's level in real free. life. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, who knows what he had. Maybe that's what Pocahontas died of. Could it have been rabies? Uh, could have. No, it couldn't have. Yeah, it's got a. Ra- it's kind of. It's kind of <laughs> rapid. Rapid onset. Maybe yeah, that's you know, why she didn't want to be on a boat anymore. She was afraid of all the water. That's there true. it is. Hydrophobia. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Is that what hydrophobia is, or is it just that you can't swallow? It's more of a can't swallow. I would but love I it if it's... it was that you were afraid of water. I would I love know. it if that you can't like swallow be like because a... you are scared of water. <laughs> what the hell could happen to the human brain because of a disease that makes you afraid of water? Oh, man. Yeah, I haven't seen anything like that. The human brain's messed up. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff, but that's a rabbit no. hole. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going down. Yeah, yeah. we are not. Um, I did something. Yeah. I did research for this one. I okay. did some deep research for Extremely Goofy Movie. Because you knew Brooke was going to be here to fact yes. check you for any uh-huh. psychological No, issues. I went back to college. I went down to Bloomington. Just like Goofy? Yeah, just like Goofy. Cash was going to college and you showed up. And you were like, no, 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 not without He's me. He's really smart for a three-year-old. So we <laughs> As we can in. tell by Cash's corner. He yeah. got into IU because everybody gets into IU, you know. Mm. But no, I went down to Bloomington, <laughs> and um, I didn't go to, to IU. IU. But you guys, went, you guys went to IU. We yes, did. I visited. What were you like doing on our turf? Yeah, get out of there. That's our, that's our town. I was drinking on a boat. It was awesome on Lake Monroe, big double decker pontoon. I never went to Lake Monroe. Did you? No, I never did. So uh, it was. But you know where nobody, you know where nobody ever one. went to drink on a boat? Indiana Wesleyan. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Marion, yeah. Indiana. <laughs> That's true. Not a good college town. <laughs> Not where you want to go. I made jokes the whole time we were there. I was like, we should be in Marion. It was like my doctor friends like that went to IU. Like, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Like, it was great. Did they love that? Do they love that joke? They loved it. Did I said they? it more than once. Yeah. And They're they telling laughed. stories right now, not about their doctor friend, but that weird guy at work. That's <laughs> so like obsessed with Mary. Yeah. <laughs> You're sitting on the he side of the boat. He would shut up about it. <laughs> he would shut up about it. 
Well, Indiana Wesleyan University. Yep. Um, so. Hey, did, I have I have yeah. some. Well, are we going on the boat still? Are we still talking sure. about that? Or we? No, you talk about your thing. Forget about his. Okay, <laughs> I'm more important. I'm yeah. the guest here. Yes. I turned thirty this week. Woo! Woo! Nice. I forgot your birthday was like. Yep. This week. Yeah, I realized you forgot. I saw that. Well, that's the only reason I let you be on this podcast. (laughs) Your wife texted me. She should have told me. It was that's her one job as my wife is to tell me dates. Yeah, you should go deal with that. I was there when Carrie was recording the kids, by the way. So that was adorable. I was included in that. That was adorable. So I didn't forget. Yeah. Because Carrie reminded me. You have busy doctor stuff that you have to take care of. So busy. So crazy. (laughs) <laughs> He's too busy watching well, extremely yeah. goofy movie. To... On repeat. Yeah. On repeat, yes. I should have known. Sorry, Brooke. I forgot yeah. your birthday. It's okay. Was... Or it's, always... it's only, only very close to yours. I know. Well, that's the only reason I know when it when it is at all. Is it's <laughs> nebulously in my mind mm-hmm. like three weeks before my birthday. Yep, sure is. That's, that's <laughs> it. What? I'm just laughing at nebulously in my mind as a description. It's great. I love all right. It. Thank so. you. <laughs> it's just Kyle's just having a good time. Over I am. Here. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, woo, Brooke, thirty, woo, woo. yeah. How's it feel to be thirty? Feels fine. I don't care. All right, that's good. I mean, like in a good way. <laughs> I don't care. You're I don't care if 20s. I live or die. Yeah. <laughs> I, my point was, I'm not depressed that I'm thirty. I it's a new new adventure. That's good. That feels not depressed that you're thirty, same. just depressed in general. That's yeah, my you know. Vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my post COVID nineteen vibe. Is just depressed. Mm. I can refer you to someone if you need. If you need it. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> is it alcohol? Mm, no. Oh. Well. That might not help. <laughs> it might, though. <laughs> Coming from the doctor. Just uh, joking. I, there's two people here. <laughs> I don't know. Doctors are bad sounds to have. To be clear. Scott, you're going you're to clip this <laughs> oh, yeah, in. That, that, that one's going in between. Uh, it'll help temporarily. In the long run. Maybe not Everything's so temporary. So. You know, fair point. That is fair. Right. Um, on that note, any other big week news to discuss from anybody? Or should we talk about the very important thing we're here to talk about, which is our history with mm. Goofy Movie? Let's do it. It's history time. Mm-hmm. History time. I will say, for a Goofy Movie, I think I saw an extremely Goofy Movie about a thousand times more than I oh, saw a Goofy Movie as a kid. Mm. I... Honestly, I'm not sure I even really saw a Goofy movie as a kid. Wow. Maybe like once. And then growing up, it was never like when we were older, it was never on streaming. Mm-hmm. It only was available to watch like recently when Disney Plus came out. Mm-hmm. Or if you had a DVD from where did I, it doesn't matter where I got it. I had a DVD. <laughs> That's my point. I'm right. a Goofy yeah. movie. <laughs> right. Good. You don't remember where you bought that DVD of a movie that came out in 1995? <laughs> Come on, bro. Well, I bought it as an adult because I was like, yeah, this movie rocks. I want this. And, and, and then I had it. And it does. It's a good movie, mm-hmm. that first one. Although it was critically panned when it came out and really? financially a failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a lower Rotten Tomato score than an extremely goofy Don't movie. Get it's ridiculous. Out. That's, it's, it's ridiculous. That makes me so angry. Here's the, facts. here's the facts on that the yes. first goofy movie has 26 ratings because mm-hmm. so, the, the, the tomato score is specifically critics reviewing it. Yes. If they give it This more, podcast yeah. counts, right? This podcast counts. Yes, okay, we're, cool. we're absolutely. Sure. We're, we're the definitive. We're above <laughs> Well, caches. Caches, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no caches corner for this one. What? I know. I'm sorry. 
But Brooke's thirtieth <laughs> birthday. She just told me her favorite segment is Cassius Corner. It is my you didn't segment. even watch the whole one. You only watched you watched half of it with me, and then you went to bed. And, I'm be honest. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, no, the first Goofy movie had twenty six ratings from critics, and it got a fifty eight percent. And then Extremely Goofy movie only had eight ratings. Oh, and it got sixty three percent. Sample so, size. I don't think yeah. that those two numbers are statistically significantly Fair different enough. so i but the audience scores are much different the audience scores were goofy movie had 70 percent. the audience score for extremely goofy movie was 48 percent. i right. would take much so, more stock in those yeah numbers. and there was like twenty thousand or fifty thousand. yeah, yeah. Reviews, not so. eight <laughs> not eight not a great sample size but, so even though i don't have a long history i will say from the first movie i do remember as a kid i've always remembered the line it's the leaning tower of jesus of Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> That's a great line. Uh, Pauly Shore. Um, I love Polly Shore in, in these, anything. I'm saying these movies specifically. I'm not gonna go so no. far as in anything. Also, I remember him as the, the Biodome. One, well, yeah, Biodome, but um, no Hercules because he was uh, the one with the wings on his sandals, right? Hermes. Are you thinking yeah. of Hermes, who's voiced by Paul Schaefer, uh, who maybe I had is it wrong. David Letterman's keyboard player okay well if only strike it from the record brooke would know this if our other episode was out but we're recording this before the release of does polish not voice anything in hercules did my mind make that up i think you made it up i feel like i can't think of who he would voice we need a fact checker on it you definitely need a fact checker all right well strike it from the record you can cut cut this whole part out of the podcast anything out because i am lazy so (laughs) that's staying in okay well Keep on going. Polly Shore. Uh, my, my okay, my history with this movie. I do before you go. Okay. Last thing I want to say, my favorite fact about the first Goofy movie is it was supposed to come out Thanksgiving of 1994 but was delayed due to a monitor that they were using to capture the film's animation having a single dead pixel, forcing them to recapture three quarters of the film and delaying it like oh, five months. <laughs> That's hilarious exhausting. to me. They're just they watching and that one yeah. guy's like, what's, what's that one on black the spot up there? Is there like a bug on it? Just, what a pain in the ass. Yeah, right. like, uh, are you serious? <laughs> are you kidding me? It can happen to anyone. It can happen to Disney as well. Yeah. All right. Go, Kyle. Oh, my history. I loved both of these movies, but I specifically love the first one more. Uh-huh. I had I had both of them on VHS, um, but Goofy Movie has like a special place in my heart. Like I just crack up like most of the movie. Um, I love. We already talked about. How I love After Today. The music in it is fun, but the the beginning of the movie I think is what really hooked me in the Goofy movie because it shows Max being the underdog, mm-hmm. like going through. He wants to be the cool kid in school, and then he is. He's like awesome. He does that sweet power line concert Ooh. where he's swinging around the crowd. He gets the girl. It just makes you feel so good in the beginning. Like yeah, like you really. I, I think it really does a good job of solidifying him as like the like a protagonist, somebody who you want to succeed in a Goofy movie, and then. And then the rest of it is still funny in parts, but it's also got this sad undertones that I don't love, that I never really love, that like you love, you really like Goofy a lot, his mm-hmm. dad. And then there's just that strained relationship the rest of the movie. I he, feel like that's um, for the parents and then the Max storylines for the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if, it's, you, if you don't love that in the first one, I can only imagine how you're going to feel about this Well, one. this one's different. <laughs> this one's a little bit different because it's not. I don't feel like it's the main focus, but in a Goofy movie, like my specific favorite part as a kid was when the, the 
the the Bigfoot is in the oh scene, and he's Bigfoot's ridiculous, yeah. and he has the sock puppets. <laughs> you remember the sock puppet scene? Yeah, it's so stupid. I didn't even like really laugh when I watched it as an adult, but I remember as a kid like doing it with socks, <laughs> like over and over. It's like just a quick bit where he's like, boo, 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 and they start fighting. Yeah, so Goofy movie loved, loved Goofy movie. Rewatching this one was extremely goofy movie was disappointing so yeah i, I, I was I mean, yeah. i'll come off the butt bat and say that as well i was disappointed but i definitely love loved it as a kid i watched a little bit of the goof troop show i don't know if anybody here watched the goof troop show Not now this no. the, the movies are like basically the finale of that show because max was like a little kid in that mm. uh he was voiced by like a female voice actor and then they aged him up for the movies. Hollywood getting rid of the woman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yep. But yeah, I love Goofy in general. Ugh, Goofy yeah. was my favorite of like, he's easily, I feel like he's the best of the the three, like Mickey, Donald, Goofy. I like saying Goofy. Kill, Donald. Mary, fuck, Mickey, Donald, <laughs> good, Goofy. Good, good. <laughs> Who <are you> <laughs> uh, No, I like saying Goofy like with other like goof question? people. No, I'm not going to answer your question. Well, I'm gonna, you know, you're going to answer it. <laughs> okay, I hope fine. you're prepared to answer. I'll go first. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to say kill Mickey. I'm uh-huh. going to say fuck Donald because I bet he's wild in the sack. He's an angry guy and I feel like. <laughs> Yes, you want to get Dom? Yeah, I want to get Dom. Dom Duck. Dom And then you got to marry Goofy because he's a sweetheart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who else would you ever choose to marry? I feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna marry Goofy. <laughs> I can't kill Mickey. <laughs> I can't kill Mickey. Are you gonna sodomize Mickey? I'm or not, I don't want to sodomize any of them. <laughs> but you asked a question and. and you have a gun out at us, pointed. I do have a gun. Let it be known for anybody who's listening. I do have a gun pointed at both of my co-hosts. They have to answer, or they will die. Kill myself and whatever. That, then it's over. Okay. My Mary Goofy, which is sad because you no kill yourself sad. so you're Max's dead mom. Yes, I'm Max's dead mom. <laughs> Well, you gotta marry Goofy. You gotta marry it's Goofy. It's the obvious choice. I yeah. guess some people might want to marry Mickey, but Go- I, not after watching this movie. Goofy is, he's gonna cook, he's gonna clean. Yeah, he's, he's a king. In he this. is a king. <laughs> and I feel like kill Donald. I don't need that angry energy up in here. That's fair enough. So then I guess default means I'm. <laughs> You're gonna have sex with Mickey Mouse. Gosh, that's so sad. He's gonna make you wear the hat like a Mickey Mouse hat. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be. It's gonna be real weird. That's for sure. Hot dog. No, no. Why did I say that? All right, what were we saying, bro? Um, I feel like I was saying that it's nice to see Goofy in a world where other Goofies exist. Because, you know, the, the the thing is always like, why is Goofy a person and Pluto's, like, over here is like a dog? So yeah. it's just, like, nice to see, like, everyone's just, like, some kind of animal creature humanoid. Like some kind of dog, mostly. Yeah, like, right? some kind like, of dog humanoid. Which I liked is, it. when they were originally creating Goof Troop, I read uh, an artist who's one of the co-creators of Goof Troop. I found his, like 
blog on like a blogger or whatever mm-hmm. and he was talking about the creation of the show and the original pitches they did and he was throwing I really wish he had named names or given enough information but he was throwing a lot of shade at like an executive who was hired at Disney who was like giving him terrible ideas for the show and changing his mind like every day basically mm. um, he would be like because uh, it was originally going to be Goof Troop was like Goofy was a scout leader and then it was like he was a fireman or a policeman and then it was he lived in Toontown from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and like the artist was like, it doesn't make any sense to make him live in Toontown because no. Goofy <laughs> can't be Goofy if he's in a world where everything is as much as extremely I love Goofy. Like everything's a cartoon in Toontown, so it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And it was just him talking about how it was like months of work before finally some other executive was like well what would you do and he's like just give him a kid and make it him <laughs> like his kid wants to be normal and his dad's goofy and there it is you think it was jeffrey katzenberg could have been i only he, don't think yeah. it was because he said it was this exec's first experience with like film or television yeah and jeffrey katzenberg had previously done work with like live action film stuff but mm. it might have been he was Jeffrey Kaxenberg was a champion on the first Goofy movie. Yeah. He was the reason that it, like, happened. He, like, greenlit it, and then he got fired. Yes. Because he was reportedly just an egotistical, like, jerk. Yeah, he seems to suck. He then started DreamWorks after, I think, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, was, yeah, started DreamWorks with the the guy, and they did a few, you know, these... He, he, I think he got an ego after he came to Disney and then they had Aladdin, Little Mermaid, and mm-hmm. like had this huge success. And he thought that he was the reason why. And people were like, eh, maybe it's a team thing. I mean, he started and, like, DreamWorks, which had the first best animated feature winner at the Oscars, Shrek. So he's probably got some talent, but <laughs> maybe he's a jerk. So, anyways, that's yeah. Yeah, that's I'm going to guess he's a jerk. Side, but. Yeah. But then they only released the movie, basically the first movie in theaters out of like obligation contractually, yeah. which is part of why it flopped and only made like $37 million, the very first Goofy movie. Although it is an interesting movie for our podcast in that it is a theatrically released film developed in part with the studios that normally do the straight-to-video movies. So even the first Goofy movie has a lot of straight-to-video sensibilities, energy to it. Well, shall I go into my history? Yes. Okay, so I have a terrible memory from my childhood, but... I know I had both of these on VHS, and when I watched a Goofy movie to prep for this, and the moment it turned on, I had like all of these like sense memories. Like the the first scene is that dream sequence where he's like in the field, and Roxanne's in the distance, and she's like up on a rock, and I was he's like running through like hay, and I was like. This this is my childhood. Like, like I know, Roxanne. I know it. Yeah, sexual confusion. I She's was fine as hell. <laughs> I was so clearly subconsciously influenced by Roxanne mm-hmm. because, like, just like my fat. Like I know she just wears like a green t shirt and like like well, you're, jeans. You're wearing <laughs> red hair. Well, Brooke is wearing a green t shirt and jeans <laughs> and has a dog nose on right yeah. now. Yeah. So it's a really yeah. weird. But I don't know. I just feel like like I was obsessed with the name Roxanne as a kid, and my mom was always like, "Where did you get that?" And I was like, "I don't know." And I, I'm sure it was from this movie, mm-hmm. or Roxanne the song, which I also was obsessed with as a child. Which <laughs> that you one's know, inappropriate. It is inappropriate for a child, but I didn't know what it meant. I just liked it. Thought it sounded fun. <laughs> So, yeah, so I really like a Goofy movie. Rewatching it this week for the podcast was super fun. I mm-hmm. really, really enjoyed it. 
Like Goofy and Max. Oh my gosh. Their yeah. relationship is so cute. It's beautiful. Like I, in the first one, they do so good of a job of like setting up that like Max doesn't want to be like Goofy and like he wants to be the cool kid and he feels like his dad's like a dork, which is like such a teenage thing that I feel like kids can get in vo- on board with. And then like they do such a good job of Goofy being like, I just want to, I just want to be friends with my son. Yeah. And, and he's also worried because... Pringle Mazer threatens yeah. to put him in the electric chair. Yeah, oh my god. He's just... like, you're literally going to die if you, <laughs> yeah. if you don't come you're, on this fishing son, trip with me. He's going to get the electric chair. And that's when Goofy puts it down and there's the, the blue light special in, in the department store he works in. Which is yeah. also so cute. Like, he's, like, got this, like, bond. Like, he can he knows how to, like, work with children. And then you're like, Max, Goofy's why? Goofy's job different in this I, so That one was thing a I was huge bring question up for is me. Why okay. is he, what happened in the department <laughs> he store? He was so good. He was he so was good great. there. Yeah. 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 So so like the first movie, I just really really like the mm-hmm. music is is, a, it's all a bop. I love it. I honestly forgot it was a musical. Like I knew Powerline was in it, yeah. but I forgot that there were like musical numbers where like mm-hmm. they sang. Yeah. But yeah, I really like I really liked a goofy movie, and then watching an extremely goofy movie was um. Yeah. You know, a letdown. I, I'm glad to hear that it, from everyone. Everyone had a similar experience I was like, to me. Yes, watching this movie, uh, yeah. and then it was just there okay. were parts of it I liked. It just like dipped and like yeah. peaked mm-hmm. a lot, and mm-hmm. like I could so tune out every time they were like extreme sports, and I was like it's a very <sighs> early 2000s, late 90s it was concept like for too, a movie. Too specific. It doesn't age well. Like well, it's we'll just not, that. yeah. Um, so, we, so I mean, that was not talk, as much for me. We're going to the movie. Should we talk about the movie? Yeah, Kyle? we should, but we should pop it in first, don't you? We should do that. Let's pop in the movie. Not doesn't pop, happen live. Popcorn. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> unfortunate. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, all right. Well, I guess we're talking about this movie before we even get into the plot. I will say, yeah, we were talking about how the first one is a musical. Massive disappointment with yeah. this one that it is not a musical. No. They have good music yes. in it. Like, it's the got soundtrack a good soundtrack. It's good. There's fun but... covers of songs, but you're just like, the first one has, is iconic. Yeah. With Powerline at a minimum. Right. Uh, yeah. And this one, you're just like, Where's the? Where's I really the liked music? the guy who who sang for Max in the yeah. first movie. Like mm-hmm. I really liked his voice, so I was really excited to like hear something else from them. And then that did not happen. Mm-hmm. So before you get to the plot, yeah, because you, I don't know if you're going to mention this, but I had immediate disappointment in this one because mm-hmm. a goofy movie starts where the title screen comes up and it just says a movie, and then mm. it like splats in goofy, <laughs> goofy in the middle, and it's like funny and silly. That's great. So I was expecting that for this one, and then there's no like a movie, a goofy movie, instead, an extremely, you know. It, instead, really this one starts off semi-offensively, yeah, possibly, yeah. with uh, yeah, a goofy wearing a turban hitting a gong. Yep. It was so unnecessary. I don't know what the yeah, hell that was. Terrible. It didn't have anything to do with the movie. I was just like, immediately like, what world is this? <laughs> it was. I did a full Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's uh that's Tim like, Allen, could he do a goofy voice uh, with uh, 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 <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, that's how it opens. And then 
Max rips through the goofy pick on his skateboard, and we see him and his friends doing various extreme sporting things. Meanwhile, Goofy is clumsily trying to hang up a banner, and in goofy fashion, gets tape all over himself everywhere. It's a goodbye party for the kids who are going off to college. I feel like the animation in this is good. Like, yeah. It looks like more like a TV show, like if you watch both movies back to back. But like it's good. Yeah. Like I wouldn't. I didn't have anything. This is definitely to good animation. Mm-hmm. By uh, at least at least Pocahontas two levels of animation, which yeah. is good. There were some parts later that I thought looked really good. Yeah, that I'll talk I about. I think there's oh, some yeah. skateboarding parts where they they must have had some good references mm-hmm. on like the skateboard imagery and stuff. They do a good job on it. Maybe yeah. Tony Hawk was a uh, a consultant for this movie. He actually was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> uh, he's a credited screenwriter. <laughs> That's not true. Okay. It's like, wait, is that really true? No, it's not true. (laughs) Uh, Max and his friends, PJ and Bobby, voiced by uh, PJ is Robert Paulson, the Mm -hmm. beloved voice actor who does the voice of uh, most famously uh, Raphael in the Ninja Turtles Mm -hmm. is what I know him from. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, Bobby is I kinda, Polly Shore. I didn't think it was Polly Shore again at first. I thought it was like a Polly Shore sound-alike they at got the him. beginning. <laughs> I was like, this this like performance doesn't have as much like energy. Like, right at the beginning, just during like yeah. the first like cookout scene. And then later, it was... Because he's Bobby, right? Yeah. Yes. With the red hair. With that, the glasses. Yeah. Which I was disappointed that his red hair is shaved in this one. Mm. Like, he's like got shaved red hair. I can't remember what his hair looks like. In it's the just yeah. big and like just tall and i'm my only reason my only thought is they just didn't want to animate his hair or something and so to me just wanted to have him be bald i'm actually surprised they even made this movie can i say because the first movie underperformed at the box office yeah and then they made this one five years later it came out it's like who who are they thinking it was for really i mean i loved it as a kid but yeah they were going for that extreme sports crowd they they were like we got a perfect what's our best way to capitalize (laughs) on the extreme sports market because max is not really extreme sportsy in the first one he skateboards that's it he skateboards a bit but he's really more into music yeah he wants to be like a rock star yeah He pivoted. He pivoted. I guess we all do around that age, so I can't judge him too much. I'll judge him later. (laughs) I'm not going to judge him for that, though. Um, While the kids are uh, discussing their plans to go to college, they also discuss their plan to win the College X Games, which is like a full-on like branding X Games. Mm -hmm. That apparently just happens to happen at their college despite being international? Yes, that's that's weird. Later I got notes on that. And it's weird that this movie is heavily branded with ESPN, like all over it. Like Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of ESPN. There's weird real-world references in this movie. They reference ESPN, they reference Gilligan's Island, like Mm -hmm. they reference all kinds of things. I'm like, is this a cartoon world or the real world? <laughs> what, is, what the hell's what happening? Am I living in a goofy movie? Am I goof? <laughs> is there a town somewhere out there with talking dogs wearing gloves? <laughs> oh, I just have to say, yeah. this is from a goofy movie, but yeah. the first scene is like Max waking up for school. And so he gets out of bed and he's not wearing a shirt. Like he's only wearing underwear. And it's so uncanny it? to you... see goof people without clothing. Oh, yes. Because they're just like black bodies with mm-hmm. with gloves. Yeah, it's just I guess weird. that's normal for me because of the websites I frequent. So I <laughs> think about it. <laughs> I thought it looked really natural mm-hmm. and beautiful, honestly. If I well, can say, I'm yeah. not body shaming anybody. <laughs> 
<laughs> just a little uncanny for me. Uh, while the kids are talking about their X Games crap, uh, Goofy talks with Pete about how sad he is to be an empty nester. Uh, but Pete is like stoked as hell, and we immediately <laughs> get an appearance. Oh God, he's he's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. It's Whatever coming. the thing it's is, it's coming. It's coming. All right, fine. Because it's oh, him. Oh God, it's coming. Pete. In one of his many voices he does in this movie, although he's only credited as Pete because the because Cummings is a consummate professional. I was on yeah behindthevoiceactors.com yeah, and he was credited with a couple other things. He is, but on IMDb, I'm saying I I know oh, okay. he does other voices because I recognize you think yeah. I recognize yeah. a man right. Cummings voice. I know that's why I was like gotta yeah. look up. But who... if you go on IMDb, he's only shown as Pete. Because he doesn't need too much. He knows. He knows. He doesn't need another two no. credits. He says, listen, I don't need them to know I was the boss at the plant, all right? <laughs> I was honestly <laughs> contemplating that boss being, like, my best performer. Because I was like, that, <laughs> honestly, those couple lines where he was like, you're fired. I was like, this is a good, who is this? And, of course, I looked up. I was, was like, of course, you it's knew. the Cummings. It was our man, Jim Cummings. It's our man. He rules. I Honestly, an immediate negative in this movie's column is, there's not enough of him. He's in way more of a goofy movie, I feel like. Yeah, because he comes back with the RV in the goofy yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's barely He's like a this. constant, like, telling Goofy, you gotta put, you gotta put your son under your thumb. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's like, like, I love the, I love the, the, as a dad, I love seeing two different parenting types that are just way different That's from each other. That's me with Kyle normally. I'm constantly <laughs> yeah. telling you, you gotta get <laughs> cash <laughs> under your thumb. See, I liked it in, in the first one in a goofy movie when he gets in the hot tub and he says, People are always putting too too much water in these things. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. he, like overflows. And he displaces a ton of water. That was like, oh man, what a great line! It's comedy. Yeah, uh, Pete, he's just ready to get rid of PJ. He's like, I, I can't miss you if you won't leave. Yeah. Like, he's <laughs> super happy. I Classic did watch this movie. Line. I know Brooke, you watched this movie twice. Mm-hmm. I normally only watch movies once, but. Because I will not be outdone on my own podcast, I did watch it a second time uh-huh. earlier today while at work. I put it on in the background. Yes. I will say, I know we're going to get into our feelings on it. It's more enjoyable as a background view than as a main focus view. I can see I that. Say. All right. I like Definitely. to I like to take in the movie yes. and then take notes the second time. Mm-hmm. I um, I like to just experience. I don't. It first. Most of these I don't want to have to watch twice. So that's fair. I frequently will just pause and take notes in the middle. Yeah, of my I like first to viewing. frantically take notes while I'm watching it, and then if I miss something, pause it, rewind. Cash yeah. yells at me, and I say, "It's fine. I want to watch this part again." Either that happens, or Carrie tells me what happened. When you I, know, so. you're teaching him patience. I am. It's good. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Patience. There it yeah. is. Kyle's an expert on patience. Mm-hmm. I am. I see patience all day. There it is. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Goofy, then, I guess he overhears them like talking about the X Games. Uh, and they're, and that he's like, that can't be your focus for school. So he gives them a speech about how they need to be serious about their studies. He gives them the horse, not the horseshoe lecture, yeah. whatever he says. <laughs> and it cracks me up. Did anyone else's parents play horseshoe? No. My parents played horseshoe all the time. <laughs> I did. They didn't, but my great grandpa was a nationally ranked horseshoes <gasps> wow. champion. He I went feel... like to like 
national competitions and would like win them i guess he used to live next door to us and he'd just be in his backyard you just hear ringers all day wow. just throwing yeah. those things <laughs> yeah. even when he was like 85 he'd be back there just nailing them it was awesome it's a key to long life cool. apparently. apparently yeah that I mean, guy's really cool he did live to he lived to be like 98 years old or something like he never like smoked or drank he just played horseshoes did so. it just go out of style or is it like illegal like that like, that's, <laughs> like lawn darts yeah, yeah. like lawn darts play. or something it's like no you can't do it it's true the police will come and shoot you if you're playing horseshoes <laughs> they saw Goofy use it as a deadly weapon in this movie. They're they like, said, enough is enough. Yeah. I think it just went out of style because I cannot imagine a more boring pastime <laughs> yeah. than throwing a semicircle at a pole all day. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, he talks, Goofy gives it, he got to stay, it's about being focused on what you want or mm-hmm. whatever. And he throws it. And then in his uh, classic Goofy tune magic, it zips all around the yard and zip zaps up goes through the pipes and he gets a perfect ringer around the pole classic goofy beautiful i love it i love a tune power yeah and this is like this is like the the perfect cast from the first one this is like their version of it i didn't really make that connection because it comes back at least two times it comes back Mm -hmm. and so it's it's him doing something crazy and i forgot about the perfect cast because i didn't rewatch a goofy movie I bet that plays into a note I have later. In the first one, does Max do the perfect cast by yes. the end of the movie? Yes. All right, perfect, because I took a... We'll get to it, but I took it's a note a, immediately. He does it as like a dance. Yeah, I took yeah. a note in this movie, why does Max never throw a horseshoe? Yeah. Like, it seems so obvious to me that it that's what they're building toward. It's, it's just yeah. like the Mitchells versus the Machines, the the driving stick, the the, the move that yep. you have to go up yep. the mountain, across the river, or whatever in that Or no, movie. wait, Max uses the perfect cast to save Goofy from falling to his death. On the, from the waterfall. From yeah, the waterfall, yeah. but then Goofy then does it, do it again later dance. as a dance. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good moment when he uses the perfect cast. Yeah. <laughs> and Goofy is, like, yes. getting pulled up by his pants, and he's got those, like, eyes. Yeah. Goofy's just the best. He's just the best tune character. He is. He's, like, no, none of the other ones I have any, like, emotional connection to like i've never seen them have any other emotion rather, rather than like happy mm-hmm. yeah like, so that's the strength of goof troop and the goofy movies is that they've managed to humanize goofy who would otherwise just be a goof. goofy yeah. yeah he's a goof voiced by bill farmer um and he's great in this but i did read when they were doing the first goofy movie the executives told him they wanted him to record the voice not as like goofy sounding, but like do goofy, but as a normal person. What? So they made him record like, like for a month of just him talking, not in the goofy voice. And he was like, people are going to want to hear the goofy voice. Yeah. It's goofy. Jeez. That's yeah. a bad choice. I know. Thank God. Like Michael Eisner showed up and was like, no, <laughs> yeah. do this the right <laughs> way. So that's one point for Michael Eisner. Finally. Yeah. Um, and then uh, back to this film. Nobody takes Goofy's stupid horseshoe metaphor seriously because it is underbaked. I think we can all agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we fade to uh, Max packing up his clothes and Goofy helps him and he is super sad about Max leaving. See, and this is where I feel like it is different from the first movie because the first one like builds up the relationship and you understand why mm-hmm. Goofy wants that relationship with his kid yeah. and it makes sense because he's like a like teenager who like doesn't want to be like his dad 
But then in this one, he just seems like a way overbearing parent who's like doesn't know how to give his adult son space. He's <laughs> struggling with the, his. See, but I like, feel like I'm basically gonna be goofy when Doc goes to college. Up, if they like led up to it, though, like I get it, but it's just like we're just supposed to be on his side that he's like so sad that Max is leaving for college. Yeah. But like every like I had a hard time figuring it. out who I was supposed to like. Like, I wasn't on either I mean? side. This, well, this whole yeah. this whole movie feels. I agree with what you're saying that it's like underbaked because for all of this movie, I feel like every storyline feels like it had at least five minutes just cut out of it yeah. that they just mm-hmm. didn't put in. Then they just like hit the basic beats. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. it moves super quick until yeah. Goofy like gets there. Yeah, and then it's like most of the film. Mm-hmm. I I I don't mind Goofy at this point being sad about Max leaving. I think it's weird to me how anxious Max is to get away See, because I is... feel like we're doing a double beat from the last movie we because are. the whole they last already mo- fixed it. Yeah, they yeah. He, he was cool with his dad at the end of the last movie and this one he's like I fucking hate my dad. I want to leave. <laughs> like, so yeah. I'm not on Max's side because I'm no. like wait, why don't you like your dad anymore? We already did the thing where you understand each other. <laughs> and like, then okay, was he a freshman in high school and it's been 4 years and he's back to hating his dad? I guess it's believable, but that sucks cuz yeah, he like not... really had this awesome relationship him and his dad. They were like partners and Once like again uh, it takes away from the original movie. Yeah. Like, the it, the ending doesn't last, apparently. Yeah, this so, is like, I don't like Max, because he's like, I'm not coming home till Christmas. Why, he's such and a then, like, not, not even Thanksgiving? No. Like, Thanksgiving is when you come back. And, you know? like, they aren't that far, right? I assume. It seemed to me like the college was not that far away. It must not be. I mean, they drove. Right. So it can't be. Can't I mean, be I don't know. Extremely far. I mean, at least it's close enough. Seemingly, it's like daytime when he leaves and daytime when he gets there. Right. So you so could like at least drive. you could come back on a long weekend or right. something and get your laundry done and hang out with your dad a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're both too extreme. Wow. Oh, yeah. This movie is extremely goofy. Yes. Yeah. They <laughs> are. It's goofs. in the title. A couple of extreme. Yeah. Goofs. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. I don't think Goofy's so bad at this point, but maybe I just can empathize with the feeling because I got the one kid. When she's gone, I'll probably be like, what the hell do I do mm-hmm. with my day at this point? Which I do understand that feeling. <laughs> I just definitely needed more like leading up to it. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, uh, Max is anxious as hell to get away from his embarrassing dad. And Goopy tries to force Max to take his old teddy bear to school. With him. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and Max, I feel like Max could just humor his dad and just take and it. just take it and, and like and then it. throw it away if he doesn't want it or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but he's like, no, I'm not gonna take that, Dad. And then Goofy gives him a present instead, and it's like a giant calculator. It's a typewriter, isn't it? Or no? It was no, a typewriter. It, it's, it's like thin, though. It's not like full size typewriter. It looked like an old timey like accountant calculator. Oh, jeez, I, I thought it was a typewriter. I also. Thought I thought it, it had like a roll of paper, almost like receipt paper. I thought it was like a oh. old well, typewriters have paper. Well, typewriters have like a full size page, though. This looked more like. Huh. Like uh, it was wrapped around that's the what cylinder. I thought, yeah, but uh. I could be, I could be wrong too. Either way, whatever he gives him, I think it's weird that it never comes back in the movie. Yeah, at any correct. Point. I was like, when's this coming back? Yeah, and it doesn't. It must have been in the script at some point, and they animated it, and they were like, just leave it in. Yeah, right. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but there's no, there's not even a moment like. Like where Max has to study and oh what no, if I very, use the typewriter? Yeah, you know, very weirdly like, there's not a moment. No, where he the has only to study. thing yeah. you see in school is just him like trying to get hot chicks to sit next to him. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah. So that was weird. 
I mean, I didn't. I only noted that on my second viewing that it's just weird that that never comes back in it any way at all. You never see it again. But Max is a little touched by the gift. Like he he <laughs> yeah. is like he's not that impressed. But then when Goofy's like, "It was my grandpa's too," and then or whatever, Max is like, "Oh, thanks, Dad." You know. Yeah. And then they say goodnight, and Max cuddles with that bear. So I was like, "Why don't you just take the fucking bear if you like you like to cuddle with it when you sleep? Just take it. Who cares?" <laughs> You're in college. Nobody's who's gonna be in your room, Max. You're two bros, whatever. Who probably spent the night at your house before and yeah, seen the teddy bear, right? The They're like your like oldest friends. Yeah, it's like whatever. Gosh, what kind of loser rooms with two high school friends their freshman year? Jeez, that's what I did. <laughs> I I roomed with one. There you so. go. <laughs> I roomed with a stranger. Where are it's they creepy. now? Did I you make no friends? Idea. No, we didn't really talk very much. Were they weird? <laughs> no. Okay. No. They, like, went and hung... They were like, I have my best friend, but we didn't want to room together because we heard that you can't room with your best friend. You won't be... Like, you'll get in fights. So she was yeah. constantly in her best friend's room. Fair enough. All right. Yep. Well, maybe one day we'll solve the mystery of what happened to Brooks. Roommate. I, First roommate. I don't even remember her name. Wow. <laughs> How can you live with someone hard. and not even remember her name? name. I not remember. I have first a, name? No, no, first name. she was blonde. <laughs> Good. All right. Somebody pull up the 2010 IU. Yeah, the 910 freshman class and look up any blondes. Any blondes, all the blondes. We'll start from there. If you're out there and you're blonde and you went to IU 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and then it's the next morning, and Goofy prepares an amazing, gigantic breakfast. I mean, it looks delicious. I'm just gonna say, I hadn't, mm-hmm. I had not eaten anything like recently <laughs> when I watched this, and I was like, this looks so good. Um, he's being overbearing though. He's struggling with the day because Max is gonna leave, uh, and then Max is a gigantic piece of shit and just grabs a piece of toast and bolts off. Yeah, How and dare he? he's just gets in the van with his friends, and he's like, "Bye, Dad. I'll see you at Christmas." And it's like, so it's just mean. you don't even give yeah. your dad a hug. So he mean. got you to the Powerline concert in L.A. Yeah. You <laughs> suck, Max. Like so bad. I, that's immediately I was like, I hate Max. You don't I at hate least sit down for like a second and be yeah. like, like, eat something. Yeah. Yes. It's your last day. At you home know with your, dad. your dad is yeah. struggling with they this. They could have done a thing where he like really hurriedly ate his breakfast. You yes. know, like something. It's. To make him more... It's too far. It's yeah. too much of a jerk move for me to ever be back on Max's yeah. side. Yeah. Because you think, like, Max is probably supposed to be the protagonist of the movie because it's a kid's movie. This yeah. isn't, like, a dad movie where I'm, like... Because I do end up, like, thinking Goofy is the main, like, protagonist of this yeah. movie. And then, like, yeah. It's so. unfocused, for sure. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's terrible. Max is awful. Yeah, he is awful. Um, I put even, I even put this always bugged me even when I was a kid. I remember yeah. watching as a kid and just feeling so sad for yeah. Goofy. I was like, why is he being so mean? I was like, if it was my parents, I'm not going to be that mean. I'm going to say goodbye, give him a hug. Yeah. Whatever. Goofy is devastated. Uh, I did make a note here. This is where there, there's no music at this point. I, this is where I was like, well, there's not going to be music in this, is there? Which is a bummer. Um, and Goofy goes back into the house and he enters Max's empty room. 
And he gets cries. real depressing. This is the saddest so, moment in the history of film. I threw me into depression. Yeah, this, is, so this is where Celia. This was her one and only cry of this movie. The Celia was, cry moment. Yeah, this was the Celia I cry. I want a segment. I want you to tell us each time. Well, normally cries. I don't watch them with her, but yeah, when I do, I will always make note of her. You should do it, crying. and then we have to guess when the moments are. You'll be like, there are three moments in this movie. Boom, boom, boom. And then there we go. We got like guess. that. All That'll right, be good. Well, Celia, if you thought a fox, the fox and the hound was sad. No, I mean, no, until no. you watch an extreme. You thought yeah. you thought dead Mufasa was sad. <laughs> no, nothing on Goopy crying, holding Max's teddy bear in the it's empty so room. Bad. That's horrible. Uh, <laughs> but then we get to a good uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie joke in the car. When yeah, they're on directions. Yeah, the, the, when they're they're in the road, we wipe two Max's buddies on the road, and they're recklessly driving, trying to read the map, mm-hmm. and PJ can't read it. And what's the joke? I can't. remember. He's like, "Hang a Louie," uh, and then Max is like, "A Louie, a Huey, a Dewey. What are you talking about here?" <laughs> Classic. I was too distracted by PJ in the back seat eating a corn cob. Did you see this? <laughs> no. He's just eating, just snacking <laughs> on a corn on a. Cob of corn. Uh, and I was just, what's happening here? So wait, so was Bobby like, driving? Bobby is driving and PJ, And PJ's in the back? And PJ's Max is in the back, back for sure. reading the map, I think. Okay. He must have grabbed corn because they go through a cornfield. So he probably grabbed the oh, corn when they go through it. That makes it. more sense. I guess because I guess if if you're in a nine or a two thousand yeah. movie, if you're fat, you just have to eat any food. I was that gonna gets say they you. really go hard on the like. See, he's overweight. He's constantly he eating. Eat there's corn. He can't I, help it. I'm not even gonna cook this corn. I eat it fucking off the. <laughs> have you guys ever, ever eaten corn straight off the stock? No, I'm you haven't not. done that. No, we're in Indiana. You haven't done that. <laughs> I did it once. Did you? And Wouldn't it be like eating seeds? Yeah, like no, hard it, seeds? Wouldn't it be like the eating is, pop, popcorn? Like the, problem right. is, the problem is the corn in Indiana is mostly for feed. So it's crap corn. And I didn't know that. And I mm. like, I, I, it was, Eat some crap it was awful. It was like hard and nasty. And I was like, well, I guess I, I guess I'm going to do it. And I took a bite and it was like, <laughs> Almost chipped a tooth. So. Against your better judgment. Yeah, I'm <laughs> You're not like, well, a cow who I've can gone like... this far. It's in my hands. I can't not eat it. Yeah. So I'm not a cow who can just like <laughs> inhale these things whole. Or PJ. Or apparently. PJ. <laughs> uh, they end up flying off the road uh, while holding the map, like blocking their view. But it's convenient because it's a shortcut and it takes them right to campus. Um, and then it's fun. They're on campus. And while they're driving through campus, they spot the Gamma House, which mm. is the team, the best X Games winning team, five-time champions. Uh, and Bradley Uppercrust Third is on the porch. I and love that name. Bradley Uppercrust. Okay, this is a great so name. Subtle. This is a great name. <laughs> but this is the weirdest fucking character. He makes no sense. He's, he's like strange. a total prep but he's like into the X Games. Like it just yeah. the frat makes no sense. It doesn't make any what sense. What kind of he should be playing tennis or doing horse riding. Yes. Like it doesn't make any sense that he's like all about becoming the freaking yeah. X Games champion. No, it's um, very off brand for Bradley an upper crust. Yes. Yeah, an upper crust. Voiced by Jeff Bennett, mm-hmm. who voiced, I believe, the axe. In Did he really? the Beauty and the Good Beast Christmas yes. movies, he voiced like twenty people in Legend of Korra. I he's got a bill, he's got a wow. billion credits. This yeah. guy, he's and he voiced two other books. people in this movie. Yes, yeah. one of which I love, which is the announcer. the announcer. I knew you would love the announcer. <laughs> I, love I knew yeah, it. See, I feel like that announcer was totally supposed to be 
Ranch Wilder from Angels in the Outfield. Anybody? No. I've seen it, but not since I was like eight. That yeah, was one same. of my movies. It's a classic as a kid. JGL. Film. He has like the big like chin, like the. And I feel like he's supposed to be Ranch Wilder. All right. I just, and it was only like a major, couple years later. I got major genie vibes from him. Like it just seemed like a character that genie would become and like talk mm-hmm. like. And so that, that's the vibes I got from. He should, he'd be a good genie mm-hmm. replacement. Yeah. I mean, at least as good as Dan Castellaneta. You did fine, Dan. I don't want anybody. I don't want you to <laughs> yeah, think you did I'm fine. smirching you. Good, okay. All right. Listen to our episode, Dan Castellaneta, if you're <laughs> out there listening to this one, but you didn't listen to the one that you're in the movie <laughs> for some reason. Oh, Max has a really cheesy line when they get to campus, yeah. and it's it just cracked me up because he gets out of the van, and they're, and they're like, he's like, welcome to the first day of the, the rest, rest of, of our, our lives. lives. I'm like, calm down. Dude. It's college. <laughs> that like, is, I mean, that's something like, that a college freshman it's would so think. True. Oh, yeah. It is. You know that also has a really cheesy line in the first movie? Bobby, when he makes the Leaning Tower of Cheetza. Yeah. But that's, that's a really cheesy line, It's a very guys. cheesy line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Cut to Goofy at Work. Bummed out as hell at his new factory job. And he's literally wearing, like, a prison uniform. Yeah, no. that's what it looks like. So what is this? Like, I get that they're going for, like, imagery of, like, he is. He hates his it's life. It's very... But, like, he's literally in an orange jumpsuit. It made me think of Joe versus the volcano in the beginning when they're, like... They go into work and, like, oh, to sell my soul to the company, man. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever at the beginning of that movie. That's Goofy's job. Yeah. Like we mentioned, he no longer works at... The department store taking pictures, which is a perfect job for Goofy. I know. Never should have left. Why would he ever leave? He this should. place must have amazing pay or benefits or maybe something. Maybe because Pete was also working there. He was so bad at his job that maybe he got fired and Goofy got sad. And I'm going to choose to believe this place has a, pays better, has amazing benefits that pass on to Max, and Goofy is just sacrificing his own happiness I believe again. It. it would line to up. To make Max's yeah, life that better. definitely has to pay better than taking pictures of toddlers in a department <laughs> store. Mm-hmm. So, um, they I guess they make, like, toys at this place, though. Um, and he, he opens up his locker, and there's it's filled with pictures of Max, which is a little weird, I think, to paste a bunch of pictures of your yeah. son all over your locker. Maybe one! I but I think like, it's a little weird to have a bunch of them Well, see, in there. it would be less weird if he had worked there for, like, a long time. Yeah, true. Yeah. Because my mom worked at her, like, job for a really long time, and she had, like, pictures that she had put up over the years. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she had a lot by the end. But, like, he clearly has also, only worked there, like, a year. Your mom had a lot of pictures mm-hmm. of Max, not of Yes, yeah. to be clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. She really liked the goof troop, so she would, like, screenshot those and put them up. Yeah. Um. Uh, Goopy goes to the assembly line. He starts putting toys together, but he starts hallucinating one of them as Max. And then he gets yelled at by Jim Cummings for not working. He's like, mm-hmm. assembly lines are for assembling, not for daydreaming or whatever. I, f- I like completely had no memory of what the plot of this movie was. And I was like, oh, he's the villain. Like, because he looks very much like... He's pretty oh, the boss? Yeah. yeah. He looks disgusting. Right. Looks like a big... And so I was like, oh, he must be like yeah. the villain of this movie. And then it obviously just not going I remember from this movie, I, I took notes, like, all I remember... Before I started watching, I wrote down, all I remember is Max goes to college. There's a lot of skateboarding. Goofy has a romance with a librarian and there's a dance scene. Like, that's... Everything I remembered, and essentially, that's the plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I remembered I just assumed there was more... Sp- things that were filled in in those spaces but not really mm-hmm. um goofy uh he he starts to hurry to try to like 
make up for daydreaming and he puts the assembly line on max speed um and then he accidentally puts it in reverse oh no it's a classic like uh, i love lucy chocolate factory mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. where you can't keep up with yeah. it is it max speed like, does it say max? It might say max speed. That's probably right. I wonder I wrote if they it. did wow. that on purpose. Oh, look at this. Look at oh, these my. parallels going on in this film. This <laughs> That's what good storytelling is. That is That's all it takes. Storytelling. Uh, Just put names on things. Uh, he gets sucked into the machinery and it causes a huge explosion. I did wrong. I love I love anytime I get a classic like goofy scream <laughs> shriek in pain, the like I will does. say <laughs> we yeah. I feel like they overuse it in this movie. How dare you? You can't overuse it. No, because like that. in the first movie they cl- they purposefully hold out and you <laughs> they, don't get they one until the, the end. Just waiting for that sweet moment. <laughs> they really do. And so you only get like one in the original and it's like such a great payoff because you're like, I guess I'm not getting one in this movie and then right at the end they get you. And in this one they're just like goofy laughs all over right, left and right it's fair enough um he gets fired yes oh well i mean that's what happens when you blow up the factory <laughs> yeah you like tend it's... to get fired millions are dead because of goofy at least, <laughs> yes. at least unless they have goofy's tune power somebody else is dead in what that is factory. his de- what is his head count yeah goofy. over the years how many people have died oh because of goofy is goofy an immortal Mm. He could. I feel like he can survive Maybe. anything, but can the rest of them? Because he's goofy in a seemingly non-goofy world. Yeah, is he unbreakable? He is. Bruce Willis is unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we cut to Max and the boys breaking it up like some soul skaters across the campus. Oh yeah, yeah. there's definitely definite brink energy. I, yes, in this I, movie. And that is a note of yeah. mine. <laughs> Brink energy all the that way. That is a film we will talk about someday on this podcast. Did Brink come out? When it was after. I looked. Brink was after this? Brink or no, sorry, I'm sorry. No, Goofy's this after. was after. I was going to say, Brink was definitely 90s, yeah, I yeah. would think. Yeah. Classic skating. This the, mm-hmm. ni- the late 90s were all about extreme sports. Mm-hmm. Anything is, yeah. on wheels. <laughs> God bless it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was at the park the other day, and there was a guy in the like tennis court area who was just on like inline skates just playing loud music like doing like skating dance routines to the music that is awesome he ruled he was really good and then he was he he was he was black but he was with like two white girls and they sucked in comparison (laughs) but it was really awkward when his songs came on that would use certain words Mm -hmm. racial slurs to some that he could get away with playing but not them and I would watch them (laughs) dancing to it and I was like "Mm, I feel like you guys should sit this song out maybe I feel like you you haven't earned the right to dance to this song guys Uh, little side thing I just want to bring up it was weird you don't see a lot of I think I feel like Inline skates are making a comeback. They are, and, and like skating, like roller skating is yeah. com- coming back for sure. I can't do it myself. I never could roller skate. I basically was just walking on four. I could roller blade. Yes, but same. Skates are hard. Like they are. Like four wheels. I yeah. don't know. I don't know how to do it. I'm really duck-footed, so my legs shoot out in opposite directions. <laughs> so if I get on skates, it's so hard for me you to... You end up in the splits. Not, yeah, that's what happens if I do any sort of skating. It sucks. <laughs> Um, uh, Max is like super good at skateboarding though. He rules or at whatever he's skating on. Uh, he's ramping off beds. He's catching frisbees. He's nabbing people's burgers. The whole campus is infatuated. They're all impressed. Well, he's going down like 
what is what is clearly like College Avenue, yeah. you know, like all the frat houses and all the like cool yeah, like party houses. He knows what he's doing. He's showing off. Uh, and the Gamma spot him, and they think that guy might be good enough for our team. Uh, and that's why I made a note that Bradley, as a character design, is horrifying to look at. Yeah, he has weird. the largest teeth and yeah. jaw. Like, I don't I feel, like it. I feel like they tried to make him look so human and then they were just like but make it a little dog yeah they're like let's make him handsome and then like way back off a little bit he's gonna be a dog and then it just is something horrific like it's like like i I don't like looking at him at all no Uh, I guess that's good for a villain. I was going to say, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem on purpose. Yeah, it does not. Uh, They see the gammas following them and they're like, "Mm, they can keep following us. We're so cool. And as they're skating, they do go by a theater. And I like the names of the movies that are on the theater, which is uh, The Goof Father, The Goofinator, (laughs) and Pup Fiction 2. Yeah, I remember Pup Fiction. Which is weird that... Pulp Fiction, the only one that does not have a sequel in real life, is the only one that has a sequel in, in, this in the universe. That's goofy, guys. <laughs> that's that goofy. is extremely goofy, goofy to that's me. That's so goofy. <laughs> Those are all very inappropriate movies for mm-hmm. a kid's movie. Those are all rated R films. Mm-hmm. Not cool, guys. Those jokes are for mom and dad. That's yes. mom and dad. You guys caught that one. Because they are on screen pretty quickly like you yeah. have to be a relatively quick you gotta be to paying attention you have to be someone who's doing a podcast and purposely scrolls back <laughs> yeah. to see what it says yeah. yeah um they end up stopping at a coffee shop called the bean scene mm-hmm. uh, and when they enter in a very 90s fashion there is a poetry reading mm-hmm. which began this podcast yes from of course, in, in another classic 90s fashion, a character named only the Beret Girl. <laughs> the yeah. Beret Girl. The second credit. lead female character who has no name. No name. Zero girl. name on this one. Does she have a name? Okay, but, well, we can talk what about this later, name? I suppose. Because <laughs> something comes up later. All right. The name, so, something yeah. will come up later. And we, but Beret Girl shows up, and you do think she's being positioned as maybe the lead female love interest for, mm-hmm. the, for like, Max. And that was where I was like, where the hell's Roxanne? Yeah. Yeah, I, I they do had, not address it. I had already it. had this thought before we went to college. I was like, wait, where's Roxanne? She's not yeah. here? I mean, Who it's, cares? Like, they don't even mention her. I mean, they so. don't need to address it. It's a high school romance. High school. I'm sure it didn't work out, but she was fine as hell. What happened to her? She, she <laughs> Max did. could never do better than Rax, Roxanne. With Maybe Max is scared of Roxanne's dad too much because Roxanne's mm, dad is very terrifying. Very scary. <laughs> and so... Yeah, maybe that's why. But maybe yeah. But I did miss her. I like Roxanne in the yeah, movie. Too. I think mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been nice. It would have been nice to get to know her a little better too. He could have said goodbye to her while he was not saying goodbye to his dad. You would think but, that at uh, least would have put con- like a reason for him being such a mean person to his yeah. dad. Even a picture of her in his room or something like a mm-hmm. just like a to remind us that she existed would be nice. <laughs> a picture but, of her with like a red X over yeah. it, like, <laughs> yeah. or like demon like a demon horns, horns on yes. it, and like <laughs> I would I would accept that honestly. Um, everyone loves pretentious beret girl's poem. Oh, There's a lot of so snapping. Good. It is good. I love it. Um, and she's I can't remember the name of the actress who plays her. Um, I got it. Good, you look it up. But I know her because she is in two episodes of Seinfeld. She is Vicky Lewis. Vicky Lewis. She also voiced uh the the fish in Finding Nemo yes, who talks Flo to her reflection. And Deb. Deb and Flo. Don't listen to anything my sister says. She's nuts. <laughs> 
That's great <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, she is George's assistant in two episodes of Seinfeld, who he sleeps with, of course. He specifically hires the least attractive assistant he can and is so turned on by her secretarial abilities <laughs> that he then sleeps with her and announces that he's giving her a raise oh in the moment goodness. and she ends up making more than him and he's very emasculated Good as he deserves her. to be because uh, George Costanza like everyone in Seinfeld is a piece of shit <laughs> and it's great uh, I do love this coffee shop because it just seems so college to it me. is like, my favorite part of the movie by far is everything that happens in the coffee shop. Yep. Yeah. I love a 90s, 2000s coffee shop. Yeah. We just watched the the Friends reunion special on HBO Max oh. last night. And I'm just like, I miss, I miss when coffee shops were like the hip new thing, mm-hmm. you know? You don't really, I mean, now it's all Starbucks. There's not like a lot of hanging out in a local coffee shop these days. We have some good ones in We town, also but... couldn't hang out anywhere for like a year and a half, so... Yes. Mm-hmm. Pepper's my opinion on it, I guess. Yeah. Anytime I see anybody gathered anywhere in a movie, I'm like, oh, that seems nice. Yeah. <laughs> How lovely. Yeah. I think I'm actually past the point where I, like, get because for a while if there was a character that'd come on screen or into a room I'd be like where's your mask mm-hmm. yeah and I think I'm past that now I think I've seen enough on TV that I, I haven't had that reaction mm-hmm. in like a month yeah so that's nice that's good I think <laughs> I I don't, I get that every now and then but not like it depends on like when the movie came out I guess there are times when I'm watching a movie not necessarily where's your mask but like I watched Naked Gun and it ends like at a baseball game and I just felt weird even watching a movie where there's like thousands of people all right around each other. I was just like, this doesn't feel right to me anymore. Any large groups, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) oh boy, the world we live in. Um, All right. Uh, After after she does the poem, I was going to ask you guys because I don't know what this reference is, but Bobby is like clapping and he's saying like, Arthur Miller, Arthur Miller. Do you know what that is? No. That's like a poetry thing, right? I didn't get that. It's I don't know what it is. It sounds so familiar to me, but I'm gonna also say I did not. Okay. Well, we'll look it up name? or that tweet at us. Sounds so. Yeah. It's like a thing that you yell like at the end of like a performance. I think. Mm. Who's Arthur Miller? If you're out there, tweet at us. Yeah, tweet at what me is, for TV podcast. What is that? Yeah. We'll never know. Maybe we will. Maybe 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 someone will tweet. Serotonin, you listening? Yeah. <laughs> um, Arthur. There it is. Are you uh, there? Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, Bradley, after the poetry reading, comes up and introduces himself to Max. Uh, he tells Max that they've decided to make him their first draft pick, the pick of the year. Oh wait, I want to say real quick. I feel like the animation for like Beret Girl with the spotlights mm-hmm. oh, looks yeah. so good, and then she like flips the coin, and PJ yeah. catches it, and like the coin flip, and like the little. Mm. T- it looked really good. It's very it satisfying. Yeah. It's great. Very aesthetically pleasing. Yes. Yeah. There's, I think, I feel like, I mean, well, maybe she'll come up again later uh, in this podcast at the end when discussing routine things. Um, Bradley, uh, oh, I forgot. His voice sounded really familiar to me, so I made a note here. He voiced Brooklyn in Gargoyles, which was 
what was sticking out in my head, I think, especially because I used to watch Gargoyles a lot I as looked, a kid. I looked that character up because I didn't get to the Gargoyles thing, but that makes sense because I watch yeah. Gargoyles all the time. That show rules. We're going to talk about the Gargoyles movie that was made for TV someday. someday. Not part of this series, but we'll do a cleanup series on all the other made-for-video <laughs> movies. Uh uh, blah, blah, blah. Max assumes that he's asking all of them to be Gammas, but Bradley's like, no, 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 not your loser friends, which is, I feel like he doesn't really know enough about them to reject them yet. No, like, no. he saw them all skating down the sidewalk. Yeah. I like, mean, Max is doing the most tricks, but he doesn't know the other guys can't do yes, tricks. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's just like, oh, they're losers, clearly, which, to be fair, they are, but <laughs> he doesn't know it. <laughs> okay? Uh, and Max refuses to betray his boys. And says they'll win on their own, which I would have assumed in a movie like Brink, this would be the instance of like the corporate skaters versus the soul skaters, and eventually Max would end up in the frat. Mm-hmm. But that does not happen in this movie, which was a surprising thing, I guess. Someone else might end up. In Somebody the team. else might end up on the team in the underbaked <laughs> storyline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have written down what uh, what Beret Girl says to Bradley Uppercrest to get him out? No, I only have that Beret Girl interrupts and tells everyone to cool it, but I can't remember. I have what written down what says. Pete says. So PJ does PJ talk first or is it well, Beret no, Girl? No, I have just written down that he says, "Back off, man! I got a biscotti and I'm not afraid to use it." <laughs> I love PJ. He's so freaking I cute. I love the t- I love his voice yeah. actor. Like he makes him and, sound so adorable. Him and yes. Bobby like them together is just like the most unique pairing of voices yes. like characters they're just i love i love pj's voice and then it just it's just so unique and like i don't know yeah it's great. i like them wonderful so beret girl says you are so busy blowing out bad vibes in every direction that we are all choking on your secondhand smoke oh yeah. And then That's she the- and then everybody snaps <laughs> yeah. and they're like, yeah. Oh god, we gotta oh, yeah, get out of here. Like, I wrote like- everyone starts snapping in unison <laughs> yeah, and then he runs out. Uh I did write that when she said that line. I wrote, "Okay, I kind of love her," because yes. <laughs> because at first I was like, "Ugh," and then I was like, eh, eh, "We're all right. choking on your secondhand it's smoke." Smoked. Oh man, that's, that's great. a line. Great, yeah. that's a burn. That is that's a smoking awesome. burn. Yeah. I would watch a movie about her over Max easily. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I also wrote down what Tank says when oh. they're, when they're like, "You like it's like the only thing you three could win is the loser contest, baby. <laughs> Boom, baby." Tank Tank is Bradley Ray Upper. He's brother Brad coming Garrett. back. He's, Brad, he's yeah, back Brad again Garrett. for the third week in a row. Yeah, he's in, maybe he's in a lot more than I ever would have guessed that he's in. Oh wait, no, it's not third so. week because he's not in Lion King too. He's in Pocahontas too, and he's in Hercules. Yeah, but yeah, he's in this too. He does a lot of those. It is surprising. Must mm-hmm. be pre Everybody Loves Raymond when I assume he was like, all right, I'm done with this crap. <laughs> yes, yeah. he got older. <laughs> um, but yeah, he is uh, Bradley's muscle guy he's this crab and goyle mm-hmm. um uh max ends up making a wager with bradley while he's leaving that whoever loses at the x games has to be the other team's towboy. um and then beret girl says i did write down this one now that's the first time i ever saw the trash take itself out mm-hmm. yeah and then she says you've got the beat boys and then max <laughs> rightly he knows what he's doing he says you invented it girl he knows, um, he knows what's up. Nice. Yeah. Way to go, Max. Your one redeeming moment yeah. in this yeah. film. <laughs> um, and then a jarring hard cut to Goofy at the unemployment <laughs> office. Jarring? Yeah. 
You think? Yeah, uh, a little. I love that mix and tone of fun college hijinks to goofy unemployed. Uh, he can't get a job without a college degree. This is this part made me laugh yeah, so much. It was so like, so oh boy, we're wait just, a we're couple doing, years. Doing anything. Uh, yeah, it was ridiculous, but also makes me laugh in that. It's such like a heavy-handed way to just get through this yeah. plot because it's yeah. so weird. Yeah. They don't explain why Goofy's like, I can't get a college degree. I was there in the 70s. And it's like, did you not graduate? <laughs> what happened? Not. Like, you don't yeah. give us any more information about it. Did you, you got, drop he out got for a some girl reason? pregnant. I, that makes the most Do sense we know? to me. And then the girl's gone and he had to raise Max. Goof Troop, like what happened with Max's mom? I, nobody. I don't, I don't think, think it's no. ever happened. No. So. She's just another classic dead Disney mom. Dead mom. Yeah, another in Disney's wake of dead moms <laughs> that are out there. Graveyard filled with them. Yeah, I assume she must have died when Max was very young. If she's not in Goof Troop, right. and he's like very, he's prepubescent, I obviously, in Goof Troop. Mm-hmm. So that's a shame. You'd think he'd be closer to his dad than only having one parent, or at least understanding enough to say goodbye! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Goofy is like, well, what's a goof to do? He's got no choice but to go back to college. And then fade to this movie jumps around it's so much. Bad. It's so they don't have Honestly, time to set anything up. They're nope. just you get you get ten seconds of scene. We're moving on. This is when I start just kind of being like, oh, okay. This is my exact moment where I agree both viewings. So I was like, okay, this is when the movie's yeah. This is our. It's a very Pocahontas two vibe mm-hmm. where the first like twenty minutes is pretty good. Yeah, and then it just kind of it's not as bad as Pocahontas two, but it, this one just stalls. like blasts through. Yeah, I mean, we gotta get goofy to the. Yeah, to the, to the because to college. Yeah, Max is in a very boring class. People are sleeping. Tank is shooting spitballs at Max, and then Goofy bursts through the door wearing a leisure suit and a giant afro wig and under a, a hat. Because uh, yeah, he's wearing a hat. He is yeah, wearing yeah. like a seventies. And then hat. you don't see the afro until the, the cuts <laughs> yes, to the next yes. scene, and there's just no longer a hat. <laughs> nope, he threw it away. He's Goofy. He doesn't need that hat. What kind of hat is that? What are those called? Like know? the really big poofy ones, but they have yeah. the brim. They're like giant yeah. newsies. Yeah, like, I don't yeah, know. like oh. newsies caps, but huge. <laughs> They were very specific to an era. Mm. Um, they're hideous. Uh, <laughs> Max screams in horror, which is right. You'd think his dad could at least call him, ride him, give him some sort of heads up. Something. Nope. Uh, Goofy sits right next to Max, and that's when he reveals his giant afro, and he tells the whole class that Max is his son. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. Just, yeah. It's my son! That's what you would do as a dad, yeah. though. I mean, like, I would. <laughs> Poor cat. I would have no embarrassment for my, my son, you know? Because like, you're always embarrassed by your parents doing stuff, yeah. but, like, now, like... Yeah, I'm gonna break on my kid. Like I'm gonna be goofy about things. So yeah, like oh, this is my son <laughs> in the class. Yeah, it is. It. it is Max's worst nightmare mm-hmm. come to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then outside of the class, I guess Goofy explains to Max why he's there. Um, and he embarrasses Max a little bit with his goofy tendencies of falling down. And everyone's like, what a loser. Uh, kids are dicks, I guess, at the school. Uh, Max tries to be understanding to give him some credit. He is at least mildly sympathetic to his dad losing his job. Yeah. I feel like they knew they couldn't just make him a complete asshole the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like- uh, 
he does say basically that he, as long as there's some boundaries, they'll make it work, right? Which you know, mm-hmm. fair. Yeah, boundaries are healthy. Um, but Goofy, yeah, is it would just... like kind of suck to have your parents show up at college, yes. yeah, and be in your same classes. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. when you're. It's this weird that your... he's taking the same classes. That's a right because shouldn't very... he be in like intro classes? And apparently, Goofy only needs like six yeah. credits to yeah. graduate yeah. or he something. Just needs... Maybe he never did his liberal liberal arts part. That's of what degree. it is. Yeah. So he's he just missing that a... one like qualifying. But it's like a math class too. True. It's like yeah. in everything. It's like a hard math. They're like class. in everything together because later he's like, we can study our trig trig math class yeah. or whatever. Like he's <laughs> yeah. got. It's weird. Um, also, who takes trigonometry in college? That's late. I feel like to be taking trig. It's late yeah. and it's lame. Yeah. Trigonometry. Trig sucks. Do calc. Yeah. <laughs> calculus? I had to take calculus. That's what I had to take. Yeah, I had to yeah. take up to calc too. Loser. I took you had to take well. up to calc too? Yeah. Because I got a Bachelor of Science and a Bachelor of Arts. So I, had I to got a Bachelor of Science. Like, I don't know. I'm a doctor. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Calculus. I only had to do calculus one. <laughs> yeah. so. Calc three. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much. But I was, at the time, I was a dual econ and math major. So it made sense that I would have to take calc three. <laughs> And then I dropped the math major because I had one class left and I had to take, I took differential equations. And then there was another class after that partial differential equations, the last class I needed for my math major. And I couldn't get into it for like a year and a half. And by the time I got into it, uh, the professor was like, you all know how to do this. And I was just like, I don't know what the hell is going on anymore. (laughs) So I'm out, dude. Peace. I guess I'm just an econ major. Uh, Calc 2 was the one class. It was like a smaller class. And it was the the one class I ever took that had that classic moment where we get our first test. Yeah. Literally, no one knows how to do anything. Awesome. <laughs> and a girl behind me literally starts crying. Awesome. During That's great. the test. Dude, I had, when I had great. Calc 2, I had a test... I had a, one of those moments where you show up and they start handing out a test and you're like, there's a test today? <laughs> I stayed up late the night before playing video games. Oh, awesome. And I was like, I showed up. There's a t- <laughs> I was like, where's the professor? And then the TA just starts handing out a test. I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> That's so awful. Definitely, I've got like a, because it was curved, I got like a C on that one. Like it was bad. The saddest moment I had during a test was a chemistry test where it was, I think it was organic chem. And and we had to, it started with a a chemical structure in the top left and there was a chemical structure in the bottom right. And you had to do. Connect the dots. um, Yeah, Yeah, it was just a connect the dots picture. (laughs) I was like, this is so hard. (laughs) I had to, you had to write what reaction you were yeah. gonna do to get to that, and it was like multiple steps. It was worth a bunch of points. It was the last thing of the, of the exam. I got like halfway, and then stared at the page for about five minutes. Drew an arrow, wrote magic. <laughs> drew another arrow to the bottom, and stood up and turned it in. And I turned it in with a smile, and, <laughs> and I, I did fine on it. But it was I didn't get. I got like half the points on that. It was like a big lot of points for that one so but yeah i love it college nightmares (laughs) right there that's not my worst college moment though my worst one was when i missed a final of my senior year for the last econ class that i needed to graduate that makes me want to throw up yeah did you still pass obviously i obviously passed but i i was it was tuesday afternoon and i was like 
it was a class that was like an 8 a.m. economics and law class, and it sucked. Fun. It was like so boring, and I had not. I went to class for the tests, and I just studied on my own time because I'm not waking up at 8 a.m. senior year for an economics and law class. <laughs> uh, and it was like the tests were all no previous information. They were just like short answer, like four questions, some math, and then some law crap mixed in. I barely remember clearly. Um, either way, uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> I I did I was fine in the class like I had like a B plus or an A minus in the class because it was only tests there was nothing else in it so I just studied for them but it was Tuesday and I was like all right I'll start studying for that final and I opened it up I was like what time is it on Thursday and it's like noon on Tuesday and I look I was like oh the final was ten on Tuesday. I missed it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, uh, and I have not studied anything. I emailed the professor and I was like, can I do anything to make this up? And he's like, if you get here in the next, like, 30 minutes, I'll let you take it. Oh, my gosh. I'll let you take it for, like, 30% off the grade. Yeah. And I was, I'm like, I've got to do it. It's that or fail the class. But I go and it's just... I haven't studied anything. Oh, I have no. literally no idea what any of the questions I'm are. I have regular nightmares about this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the worst feeling I've ever had in my life. Uh, and it's just literally three questions for like a two hour test that I have no idea what any of it is. Oh god. I just Oof. did anything I could think of and I Passed the class with like a C minus. I tanked my grade down for like an A minus to a C minus. And that's like, Good whatever, Lord, dude. I, it was. I'm sweating. Yeah, I am by sweating. far the absolute worst feeling ever. I came home from class that day. I bought a bottle of scotch and I drank like the whole bottle. Yeah, of scotch. yeah I guess this is it. I gotta come down. Yeah, it's horrible. I just remember my. My roommate, his parents were like visiting because he was like showing a movie that he had made for a final. So mm. they were visiting to see it. And like, I just remember them coming in. I'm just like drunk on my bed, like <laughs> drinking scotch. <laughs> Not graduating, baby. <laughs> I, to this day, I'm positive that professor just took pity on me and just gave me a passing grade. I break. literally yeah. want to die just listening yeah. to that story. It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> <sighs> okay, we got real amped up for that one, but our levels are getting in the all red. Right, listen, it's fine. Let them are be red. Okay. They'll be fine. All right, all right. People don't like it. They can turn it off. Yep. I don't care. You hear that? <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> I have to pee. Uh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> whoops. All right. Uh, <laughs> whoops. What is the whoops? <laughs> the whoops is that I shouldn't have had two beers and a giant glass of water right you, before this podcast you started. You need a pair of underwear. That's what I asked Cash. Well, that's the joke's on you. I don't wear underwear when we record. <laughs> when we record. <laughs> Specifically when we record. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, whoops. Whoops. Uh, cut to Max's friends being horrified that Goofy is going to ruin all their fun college plans. Yep. Which I don't know why they has to ruin theirs. Ruins Max's, not theirs. Just ditch Max. That's what I'm saying. Um, Max explains that he set up ground rules and Goofy won't interfere with their lives. He won't come into their room unannounced. <laughs> you know, it's fine. And he's like, this is my life. And then there's a weird like echo. My life. My yeah, life. So strange. My life joke. It doesn't. I wrote that down. Like, yeah. what is that? What is the purpose of that? I get that the joke is to highlight that it's clearly not going to happen. 
the way he thinks it is. But it makes no sense. But it's yeah, not I, it's I, not like in an area where there's echo that makes any sense at all. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even catch it as that was what they were going for. I was just totally like, what that just happened? It's a, is there a just ghost a in here? Beast it's a beat that makes no sense yeah. at all. It's not earned. You didn't earn it. <laughs> Extremely goofy movie. How dare you? Um and then the next day. Goofy immediately starts ignoring those ground rules and boundaries. He kicks open the door at 6 a.m. and tells him it's breakfast time. And then we get like a montage, I guess, of Goofy doing dad style embarrassing things where he he unplugs their games. He's picking out underwear for Max at the store. Max had an oops. Uh, (laughs) He sits next to Max in class so a girl can't sit next to him. Mm -hmm. Just come on, dad. That girl is wearing like a full on like skirt suit and like yeah. heels. I was like, what college is this? How? Like, she it's was like, like a businesswoman. Business, I, like I literally was going to say, Katie I Sox. only ever saw girls dress like that if they were like, yeah, I've got an interview for a job later today, like senior year. Yeah, that the, the business school at IU at Kelly, like, my buddy was in it and he, um, he said it was awful. They would always make you dress up like, as like, like top of the line because that's how a business was and business business business. <laughs> All oh right. Well, that is that's accurate. I don't know. That's yeah. Yeah. Do you think those people wore suits every day when they were working from home doing Zoom meetings? Dress or whatever for the job you year? want. Maybe. Not the job you have. But where he went and got a job was at a place that man. you could get. <laughs> Where they had a bar and you could just go get a beer during work if you wanted it, and they had like a putting course. Sounds and, awesome. Yeah, it was down, down in Indy. I almost got fired for having a beer at work once. <laughs> oh, on your yes. lunch break. It was not on my lunch work. break. Yeah, not at work. <laughs> on my lunch break, and it was like a tiny plastic cup of it. And I was told by my trainer at the time it was fine mm. to get a drink, but then somebody else apparently it is not fine, and they ratted on me, and I had to have a meeting with HR. Ooh. For having one Oberon at Pint and Slice. Yeah, and you were in business, right? Yeah. yeah, I can't do that as a doctor. I get pretty frowned upon if I have a... I think so. <laughs> only if, beverage well, that's only day. if you screw up. I mean, <laughs> nobody's going to know as long as you don't screw up, Kyle. Yeah, if you're you're function- going to be screwed if you get sued and they find out, but... If you're a functioning alcoholic, it's fine. Yeah. Sure. Helps with your depression, I heard from a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, later in the library, Goofy's really overzealous about their studies, and he's planning out Max's entire schedule. It's weird that it seems like he's been there for a while. There's been this montage, and they're just like now talking about this stuff. The timing of the this school movie, year is all over, the, <laughs> all over the place. It's horrible. I, Goofy takes two midterms in this know, movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's does. like, what the hell's happening? Um... In an effort to distract him so he can be with his friends, Max takes Goofy to get a library card, and this leads them to meet the first female lead, Mrs. Marple. This one's got a name. She does have a name. Also named Sylvia, I think is her first Mm -hmm. name. Sylvia. Uh, And Goofy is immediately smitten with her because she has a mood ring, and they are both fans of 70s memorabilia. A genuine mood ring. Yes, it is. I guess. Uh, and Goofy then is pulls out like a Gilligan's Island seashell, like we talked about earlier. Seashell yeah. out, which of, is out of nowhere. He's like, is that a magic conch shell from SpongeBob? Yes. <laughs> That's what it, I thought he was going to say. <laughs> it is just, I still think it's weird that Gilligan's Island exists in the world. Of yeah, it's this very 
strange. Like, what a weird reference. And these two bond so quickly. They should have made, like, a like a dog pun and made it, like, something else island, you know? Like they did yeah. with the movies. Maybe the maybe the director is just really a uh, Gilligan's Island fan. I guess. And so. I don't know. I can't think of a dog pun for Gilligan's Island. <laughs> what do you got, Kyle? <laughs> I, you, bar- you barked up the wrong tree. I don't know. Uh, thank you. Um, I got a good one. All right barked up the wrong tree uh the two of them get so swept up bonding that they start doing loud and uh, loud embarrassing 70s duck dance and then like the dean comes in on like who, a tour yeah i think it's the dean at least he might also be is he another one that's voiced by i didn't see that one was jim right. cummings i didn't but take it a note been. i don't know i didn't take note of it uh so i'm just trying to remember in my head maybe but it was it's was like a maybe small it bit part it feels like it's probably one of the Jim Cummings or uh, the the Jeff Bennett or something. It's mm-hmm. one of those guys who's just a regular voice actor doing the part. Um, and that's when she reveals her first name is Sylvia and Goofy. Kind of, it's kind of cute. He like asks her out, but she fills it in. I like the back and forth. Yeah. I like that she's like assertive ish. Mm-hmm. Like yes. you know that she's he's like hey you, you know wanna... everybody's consenting when she's filling it in and he's starting. Yeah, so that's it's nice. cute. <laughs> I like it. Also, this franchise is obsessed with redheads. Yeah obsessed it's true like even like half of the like background girls have like red hair maybe it's just the best color for dog hair maybe like maybe they were just like well they wanted to be they wanted to you know max loves redheads so right so it's, it's a true. family thing maybe you know, the, oh, right. he's coveting his dead redheads, mother so well <laughs> if we knew what she looked like i'm assuming she must be a redhead <laughs> since most dogs seem to be maybe it's like i can't i feel like blonde hair would look weird yeah. Brown hair would be too close to their fur, and black hair gives me like evil vibes when it's long. Sure. In like a '90s cartoon, especially, so maybe they're just like red is what we're going with. It's the neutral. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, also, she's voiced by BB Newworth, who is um, Fraser's ex-wife. Nice. Uh, cheers. Oh, I do love her. Yeah. Yes, she's uh, Lilith. Is her yes, name? Lilith. Yes, yep. Lilith. Beautiful. Also, his ex-wife in Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> Not just in. Cheers. Origin- originated. Yeah. I always cheers. think about, Frasier is my favorite example to talk about of how when you are a screenwriter, if you create a character on in a script that you're credited as the writer on, you get paid every time that character is used again, like in other episodes. Oh. So think if you're the guy who wrote the first episode that Frasier was in, like you're the credited writer. Make he was bank. then on eight seasons of Cheers and had his own spinoff that went for like 10 years. Like... How much money did you make off of just writing one episode? Absolutely <laughs> raking in the dough. Yeah, from... insane. To me. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, while those two are grooving, though, uh, she even calls him groovy. Uh, Max is uh, he makes his way out of there, and um, and then uh, Goofy goes off to try to find Max, though, to like tell him that he's got a date, basically after. Sylvia and him half ask each other out. Uh, and in his love day state, he ends up on the half pipe and he collides with Max and then he gets launched into the air and does amazing tricks <laughs> because he's goofy and that's just how his body works. Yeah. Yeah. I do like when his parachute pants do the class. Oh, yes. They do the yes. Barb and Star culottes yes! move. Yep. And they <laughs> him down. Um, and then uh, I guess because he's so good, he offers to join Max's team, and Max is like, 
No. Uh, no. <laughs> no, Dad. Need some space. Yeah. And Bradley swoops in and he's like, we'll take you on the gammas. But Goofy is only interested in being close with his son, Max. Mm-hmm. He just loves Max so much. Uh, and Max decides. And he's so polite about it, too. He's yeah. like, well, you know, I, I I would, but really, I'm just here. I, I just wanted to do it because I wanted to be closer to my son. Yeah. Goofy's never just... been mean to anybody no. in his whole life. He gets, yeah. he gets a little, he has a temper with Max in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And, but that's like it, because Max is a jerk and is pushing his butt. He pushed him yeah. for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Max decides to exploit his father's love. Uh, and <laughs> he's like, this will be great if you join the Gammas, you know, we'll be, we'll see each other at practices and stuff like that. You should totally do it. And he just wants to ditch his dad. Um, and that's when, so he does. Goofy says, I guess I'll do it. And he joins a frat and we don't see enough of that. I think No, I have a note at this point that says the middle of this movie is boring. I don't care about X Games. Yeah. <laughs> you don't care about the college X Games? No. Nope. This is huge, Brooke. <laughs> this is an international event. Apparently. Uh, and then it's like later at the club. Uh, and the I don't know what club this is. I don't understand what it's this is. It's a club. It's a college place club. Is. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I didn't like think a, about it. Because the? Beret Girl's there. I kind of thought it was the coffee shop, but then it's obviously not. No, no it's, like a, it's like a dancing club, have, I thought. What, 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 what dance club? There's always a dance club in like college towns, right? I don't think there was a single dance club. I know that there was I a really shady There's one There's like sports bars. Right. But I, I passed don't... one in Bloomington when we drove. You did? Yeah, there was one that said um, like nightclub, and it was called <laughs> like martinis or something. Oh, I thought it was just called nightclub. Yeah, was <laughs> nightclub. Brooke and I clearly were not cool. We weren't going yeah, to nightclubs. I know that Muncie has a pretty sketch one because Carrie had been there before with Megan in yeah. uh, in Muncie, Indiana, a nightclub. So, and it was like a bunch. It was like a college specific one, like on, like just college kids. There's so. one in in Ball, like Muncie for Ball State that's like uh, like eighteen and up. So there's okay. alcohol, but you have to get like stamped. Probably, and it's so like, it's like a dance the bronze band. from Buffy. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> um, and then, uh, all right, so they're at this nightclub. They're celebrating. They have nachos. It's the it's the early two thousands, late nineties dream. Mm-hmm. Nachos were big at that time as well. Extreme sports and nachos. <laughs> um, they bump into Beret Girl, and uh, PJ ends up wooing her with a sort of self serious kind of sophisticated oh. discourse on overweight people. Oh, I have it. Do you want uh, it? Yeah, sure. Sorry, need it. Yeah. Okay. So he says. It is endemic of the current culture that those with large stature are overlooked, except by vultures, with no regard for the depth of their souls, the height of their passion, or the beauty of their moments. Way to go, Snaps. PJ. You get it. I love the PJ, like, because you kind of think, like, Bobby's going to maybe yeah. end up with yeah. her because he's, like, into the poetry, and then PJ comes out of nowhere, and he's, he's like, like yeah. fully... Makes you love PJ even more. I think yeah. that is a pretty accurate college representation of the kid who just, like, out of... That one kid who just takes a huge left turn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> suddenly, you're like, you're... What? That's what he became? Like, you're into poetry now? Like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, it's... and Beret Girl says to PJ that you're cool balances out his fool regarding Bobby. So So beautiful. She's into it. (laughs) Um, And speaking of fools, uh, Goofy happens to be at the same nightclub, I guess. And then (laughs) I guess this is his date with Sylvia and he bribes the DJ to put on like yeah. 70s music. 
and light up the dance floor. Yes. Yeah. And then there's just a prolonged dancing scene. The disco ball comes out of the ceiling and there's a bunch of cobwebs around it like they haven't used it I, in years. I do remember really liking this part as a kid. Yeah, so yeah. do I. I remember liking it as a kid and then watching it as an adult, I was like, what the hell is yeah. the point of this? I love but like that. as a kid, you're just like, oh, cool. Like color there's and dancing. Fun, there's fun visual gag. It's animated well. The dancing looks Yeah, cool. I loved it, it. And it's like, it just feels animated totally different to me. Like when it's got like yeah. something else going on. Like... The, there's like strobe effects while yeah. she's walking in that are really cool. The light off of the floor is like reflecting on them, and it just is like it looks like top notch. They put animation. a lot into that sequence. And the it, strobe light is so cool. Yeah, and I love it when she walks in and all the students like their jaws drop because they're like this librarian. Oh, she's like hot. Oh my gosh, and it's <laughs> funny. Hell yeah! What do you think the age of the librarian is? She's got to be. The same as Goofy? What do we think the age of Goofy is? Goofy's got to be... Well, we already know he dropped out of college. Yes. Because his in the wife 70s. got In the pregnant. 70s. This came out in 2000. So if he was like 20, but he dropped out of But we don't know, if, we don't know how time works in the... This is all dog years, right? Well, <laughs> this is true. You're right. Uh, we don't know how much time... If, I mean... I assume it hasn't been five years since a Goofy movie. Because right. Max was in high school then. So he would already be in college five years later. So right. this must not be set in 2000. Right, right, right. But so, say, say he was 20 when he dropped out of college. If Max, if, if his, if his girlfriend Max was pregnant, then he's he's like 38, 38, yeah. 39. Yeah. Maybe. He's yeah. right around 40, yeah. let's say. Well, it, I'll assume he was 21 when he dropped out. Sure. Because he needs like one semester to graduate, Yeah, basically. So yeah, he's probably like 39 or 40. So I would guess maybe the librarian is... I figured she was in her 30s. I would say, yeah, like 35, maybe a little bit younger than that. I choose to believe that she is a college student and she's 18 years old and (laughs) (laughs) is really into 70s and Goofy just scores like a 19-year-old. Hell yeah. Kyle. That's what we want. You need to get get out of here. men going after younger women. I know, it's creepy. All right. Goofy actually hooks up with Roxanne in the office. That's why they broke up. (laughs) (laughs) That's why Max hates Goofy. It It all makes sense now. It makes sense. Yikes. (laughs) Goofy had to, he couldn't, he legally couldn't work taking pictures of children anymore. (laughs) Oh no, it makes it all make sense. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Yikes! Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I do actually really like Goofy and Sylvia together. It's great. Too. She's appropriate age. Yeah. I it's think they, they, they're like they're a good couple. They have common interests. Yeah, like we yeah. know what their interests are and why they I like guess. each other. That's really all we know about Sylvia is that she likes the seventies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But this is the know, end of this is the end of her being interesting. I feel like. Sure. We also don't arguably know that much about Goofy. I guess. Except well, maybe that if he you loves his son. I mean, if you watch Goof Troop, maybe you do. Right, but like alone from this movie. From this movie, correct. Um, Either way, uh, they do their dance. It's kind of pointless, I guess. And then we fade to Goofy and Sylvia in the park together, and there's this weird, like, no dialogue, flirty scene between them Mm -hmm. where they're just kind of like sitting on the bench together, and eventually they hold hands, and both their mood rings light up, Mm -hmm. and that's nice enough. It's steamy. The mood rings are like on fire. Hell yeah. I didn't really get that scene. 
It's just I was like, I guess that's them falling in love. They're just they're just trying to rush that they've fallen in love and they're kind of sensual. It's like a little um You think it's heated. I'm pretty sure they. De- I was gonna say they definitely bang after this yeah. night, right? All right, like, fair enough. I don't know. Because like they, they, I have a hard up. time. She really... says this is the best night of That's, my okay, life. Okay, I have a note here. She says that, and Goofy says me too, which is really messed up. Yeah, because he has a dead wife and a son. You would think <laughs> at some point getting married or the birth of his son would top dancing at a disco bar and holding hands in the park. Yep. <laughs> I guess not. Wow. That's an indictment of his previous life. And relationship. Me. Yeah. Really, yeah. really jarring to me that he's so immediately head over hills. This is the best night of my, my life. life. This is my soulmate. I don't even remember Max's dumb dead <laughs> mom. <laughs> <laughs> Your dumb dead mom. It's so weird. That's that's one of the elements of this movie that feels really like they're rushing through the beats mm-hmm. of the movie. They don't like there's five minutes missing. Like there should be something in this scene where Goofy is where they're wooing each other and Goofy talks about how he hasn't felt this way since his wife died or I whatever feel like, or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like they made that scene without dialogue specifically because they needed to rush it and like yeah. there are no words no, that you could possibly say that that's would like move it, things that yeah. quickly. That's what it yeah, is. I feel like they just, that's what it is. They're like, well, they need to, I honestly feel like they're like, well, we need to establish that they're in love and the writer hasn't written the scene yet. Just start editing, just start like drawing it. Like, this is fine. They'll just They'll hold just hands. They'll just look at each other yeah. and then they'll hold hands. Yeah. Like, the movie no. will light up yeah. and then, yeah. It's whatever. It works fine. But I think it's, it's, the, it's the next scene that like shows like the next morning and he like runs in with the flowers, right? Or is this a little bit later? But like he uh, like Yes, he does. Like he, he like the next scene is him like bursting through, like giving her a bunch of flowers and she like tackles him and kisses him all over. Yeah. And we, they don't kiss yet. No. In the before that night, and then afterwards, she's just very familiar with him. Yeah, where she can just okay, tackle him. Right. And I think they've crossed that him. line. Okay. I think. I think that he, line. Yeah, is he barges far in with he barges in with flowers, and he sends her flying. But then he manages to catch her somehow mm-hmm. with goofy magic. Uh, there's also I wrote the next day begins with a weird short montage. I don't remember what happened in that montage, but I feel like something. it was probably sport related. Yeah, maybe. Um, Max. Uh, all right, now we now we see after Goofy. Oh, this is all of the montage, I think. Okay, Goofy barges in the library and brings Sylvia flowers. Sends her flying, catches her, she kisses him. Max makes Bradley do like a clothes swap when he skates by him really fast. Goofy is taken to the frat to be initiated and sets Bradley on fire with a candle. And Bradley skates into Max and the gang and prods them about the impending qualifiers. Yeah, because they this whole this like, all happens in like. Yeah, and there's like no seconds. dialogue yeah. the whole time. They're just like boom, 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 boom. Yes, it's very jarring and weird. They're like trying to time skip forward. I guess I was like pretty checked out during this section. It's very easy. I was like falling asleep a little bit the first time watching it because of this. And it's so weird that like I feel like I want to see Goofy's interaction in this frat because he's mm-hmm. Goofy. He doesn't. How's he gonna gel with this group? What's going on, man? Yeah, let's... we don't want to see more of Max. No, like, these are let's get some more glue. Yeah, and I think it's weird we don't see more of Goofy in the frat because you would think it'd be an easy beat to have Goofy bond with the frat guys and have Max be jealous of the thing that he set in motion. Eventually, right? We don't get that at all. We never earn later. Max is kind of like has like a moment where he's like, "The game is messing with this. Did they send you in here?" And it's like. But you haven't established that you feel any sort of way about Goofy being around them. You wanted him there. Yeah. We haven't seen anything where it's like, 
them celebrating a victory and you're like, well, that's my dad though. I wish he was with me or something. It's just weird that they missed opportunities this morning. A lot of wasted opportunities. How could they? You idiots. <laughs> Who wrote this one? I don't remember. I looked it up, but they only had like one credit and it was this. Oh. <laughs> All of the people who made this movie. They were like, never again. The director of this movie has one full length credit for directing and it's this. <laughs> that's it. Interesting. He did like two short movies other than that. Hmm. Uh, And then uh, we fade to the qualifiers, and Max and his team are up first, and uh, they're going head-to-head against the Gammas, I guess. That's how this works. You go head-to-head or something. It's very... The rules of this sport... They explain it very quickly, and they're like something like you go head-to-head with seven different teams, and then the top two teams go head-to-head to win. It's something something silly they it's like one line they say it really quick perfect this is where we get our heavy espn branding showing up for the first time and espn Mm -hmm. too it's like it's very specific yeah yeah i don't know what that's i guess did they have a deal well i guess disney owns the espn at this point now Now. they might have owned them then though as well i'm not sure when they bought them no idea the espn zone at disney world is like Oh yeah, I, I went there. When yeah, I was a kid, so, so I feel like that huh. is around the Michael Eisner era when that first happened. So well, I guess then that it makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it makes sense, but it feels weird yeah. at the same time. Um, blah blah blah. Uh, I put that I did like the announcer shenanigans where the yeah. one is cutting off the other and won't let him talk. I knew Kyle was gonna like it as soon as I saw it too. Oh, yeah. It does feel uh, very go- uh, not goofy, uh, genie with yeah. like the movie, like literally yeah, pulling the screen the over. Screen over. Back oh, and yeah. He's like talking fast, and it's yeah, it's fun. Um, they need something to pep up. This they do need something. We're all <laughs> yes. we're all fading at this point for sure. Uh, and the Gamma send Goofy out first uh, as to gets to mess with Max, and they equip him with a rocket board unbeknownst <laughs> yeah, to like, him. I love how this is their way of of cheating. Like, so, oh, we're gonna get the leg these up. These guys have <laughs> such a rocket to the end of the bottom. <laughs> these, you know, these guys love rockets. Yeah, they, like, and it, I guess it always works out in their favor where they do like these amazing tricks. So it's, it's so like, weird that sometimes rocket. the rocket is on their team's board and sometimes it's on their enemy's so it's board. Like, it'll, it's good for them, but yeah. bad for other people. No, they know that when it comes to Goofy. You slap a rocket on this son of a yeah. bitch. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> uh, yeah. He initially goes. Goofy goes down. He embarrasses himself, and then the rockets turn on, and his goofy powers activate, and he's mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, and he gets all tens except for one of the judges gives him a nine. <laughs> the German judge. The German judge. And this is where you're like, why are there other countries yeah. judging this? <laughs> That's so true. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. It's the Olympics. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, well, Germany. <laughs> yes, Germany doing on this college campus. Very weird, if you ask me. And then Max is up next, I guess. Um, and he's doing well, but then Brad, like, shines light into his eyes which you trips him he, up you know what he uses he uses like a compact it's right? like a makeup mirror yeah, a right makeup compact i don't yeah. honestly remember that i, I was cracking what? up because you of... watch this movie twice I, well apparently this part didn't well, i just thought it was funny that he has like a makeup mirror on him yeah. right. it's like it's one of those unfoldable a... but the powder yeah. puff it's called a compact yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Makeup so, talk. i don't know uh, i, don't know makeup, I have a question yes so max is announced as max goof yes it's i mean Goofy's name is Goofy Goofy Goof. Goofy Goof? Yeah. Yep. He's GG 
like Mr. Goof. Goof. Yeah. Miss, I guess I like knew Goofy they called Goof. him Mr. Goof, but I just figured it was like a nickname. I don't not, know like, if a they literal... like made a full name for him until the show. Like yeah. I don't know. If, I'm sh- I'm sure the but... character was not named Goofy Goof right. upon his inception. Yeah. But yeah. It definitely in this universe he is known as Goofy Goof. That's what I was distracted and thinking about while the compact thing was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that is his name. Max gets it shine in his eyes and he falls down, uh, which is embarrassing for him. He falls again under no one's influence after. He's just having a hard time. Yeah. He's thrown off his his game. Yeah. Yeah. And then he does like the most amazing skateboarding move of all time. So cool. Freaking gets up on the edge of he like launches up on the edge of the board and does a one handed handstand yeah, balancing on, on the it. edge it's of so the cool. board it's awesome if somebody it's did that so in real good. life you'd lose your mind like, someone can do that right I'm sure I don't someone. think so I mean like you have to, so he, he like maybe on the ground like the core balancing strength? but he like goes up on the ramp in like the lands on so the so he's doing like a stall with the board right and and then goes into it like when his momentum stand. is switched. I, I mean, don't I won't say that there's nobody. Who like Cirque du Soleil, people yeah. could do that. I, there, there's somebody out there because people are freaks. There's somebody who's dedicated <laughs> like freaking ten years to just being able to do that move. But the thought of having the balance and core strength necessary to keep a skateboard. With one hand on it and you're up in the air. And like, you're right, doing it from like yeah, the, from the a giant ramp. vert ramp yeah. is insane. Max is the greatest skateboarder who ever <laughs> yeah, is. Like, that was the coolest <laughs> yeah. move I've ever seen. And then he just barely, because of that move, manages to get above a six point average, which is just enough for them to qualify. Uh, because I guess the qualifiers are one round where one team member competes. It, that's it. Nobody else on your team matters. Right. You just pick one person. The rules of teams in the X Games are very weird. Because Max people, just keeps going. People can join on the fly. People can not compete at all. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and then Max is pissed and he sulks off. And Goofy follows him. Or he tries to follow him to class and talk with him. And Max is like, can't you tell? I'm trying to get away with you. Get away from you. Get your own life! Right. He yells yeah. at him. And Goofy's so, so sad. sad. He's heartbroken at hearing those words, as you would be as a father to hear your mm-hmm. child say they want nothing to do with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so he goes into his midterm and he can't focus. And he has like a really cut w- to the trippiest weird dream. Psychedelic daydream scene. Wait, what's this? I'm feeling a Dr. Davidson's diagnosis <laughs> oh, coming on perfect. here. What is this? Can, we, can I say. <laughs> I think that's a titillating note to take a break on. I have to pee so badly, I can't hold it. All right. It's Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. What's wrong with them? And we're back. And we are back. So, Dr. Davidson's diagnosis this week is talking about this weird scene where all of a sudden, you know, Goofy is feeling pretty... He has a pretty depressed mood, and then all of a sudden starts hallucinating. A um, couple things it could be, but do you guys know, like with depression in general, there's this new thing that people are talking about. It's kind of the hip new thing in in research and development, and a lot of people are talking about new treatments for depression. Do you guys know what I'm talking about by chance? It's new. Uh, I see a lot of it on Twitter too, with people talking about usage of a certain substance 
to treat depression with? Alcohol? (laughs) Marijuana? Puppies? No. CBD? Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Oh, yes, I have heard about that. So I want in on this. Kristen Bell did it. Kristen Bell did it? it. Nice. So, um, Can you give me mushrooms as a doctor? Not yet. Maybe in the future. So psilocybin oh, <laughs> is the is the is the chemical that is in mushrooms that was initially in about the fifties through the seventies, or probably early seventies. Um, medicine, <laughs> yes, medicine was trying to look into hallucinogens to treat depression and obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, anxiety, uh, just a host of different things to see what would happen with it. Um, Long story short, it became an illicit drug and they didn't really find that it was helpful then and it kind of just went the track of this is a bad drug, nobody should use it ever. And so recently we've started to do, research has started to say, hey, let's revisit psilocybin and see if it's helpful. And so there was a few trials recently. Um, I think in 2016, um, they did a trial comparing just uh, giving a person a single dose of psilocybin, having them trip out um, to see if it changed their anxiety. And they had positive results from that. Um, They used, they kind of either, it's kind of hard to like have two groups of, of patients and say, here's your drug <laughs> and like one one group has a you know total yeah. trip and the other doesn't and then you have to say like you have to follow them and they don't know if they got the treatment or not when really like yeah, the placebo doesn't really work the for this one. yes the placebo doesn't really help so much they did give niacin which makes makes you like flush and have symptoms so at least they were giving something that like the people would have some symptoms from and so it kind of protected that like patients knowing whether or not they got it and um they uh track symptoms at like uh, for seven weeks and um again at 26 weeks and they showed that 60 to 80 percent of patients continued to demonstrate clinic clinically meaningful reductions in anxiety depression and hopelessness as well as improvements in quality of life and attitudes towards death so it's cool because these type of studies is what you do initially. If there's like an illicit drug you want to test, you have to first like say, hey, is there any benefit? Should we research this more? If you get the answer yes to that, then you might be able to push legislation to let you use the illicit substance um, more so we can get more tests going. So I love illicit substances. Woo! woo. <laughs> um, there's a recent one, uh, a new article that came out in April that I was excited that it was like, oh, a brand new thing. And they compared. Said doctors can do all the shrooms they want. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> but they uh, they compared psilocybin with um, escitalopram or Lexapro, which is an SSRI. It's an antidepressant. Um, I don't like this, the design of this study. It doesn't, uh, I won't go into it. It's kind of weird. They gave a high dose of psilocybin in one group and a low dose and, a, and Lexapro bro with the other one so they, they gave mm. psilocybin in both i don't we don't know what a therapeutic level is of psilocybin so i don't know how they why they picked to give a low dose and a high dose it they didn't show any significance between the two groups and so mm. kind of lame but basically what we want to know is 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 this going to be a good thing mostly looking at it for um treatment resistant depression um which right now do you know we do you know what we do if someone has treatment treatment resistant depression that's super severe and we can't treat it 
Mm. We do ECT, which is electro uh, electroconvulsive therapy. Um, I've seen it. Um, it's it's a lot less of a thing than it sounds like. You bring a patient in and you give them a brief seizure um, in in you know a monitored environment with doctors and you know staff and things. Um, that's for crazy for for crazy resistant depression. The guy that the, the patient I saw it on was someone who's catatonic depression, which means like they just sit and do nothing and they'll waste away and and like and and malnourish themselves and die that way if you don't do anything. They just will sit there. So so anyways, that's all we have. That's all we have for treatment resistant stuff. So that's what came to mind with Goofy. You know, he doesn't have depression at this point. He kind of just has like an acute stress mm-hmm. thing going on. You could say it's like a grief thing because his son's like, I want you out of my life forever. And he's just like really depressed mood. But maybe in the 70s, he was involved in this right. research and he's like, hey, mushrooms can help. Maybe. Maybe that's what I need. Maybe that's and what so it is. You know. he popped one before walking into the into the lecture hall. There it is. I have to say, Goofy with the rainbow hair and that green suit, that's a fun character design. I like <laughs> yeah, it. It was cool. You know what I do for my depression? This podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's not helping. He could also... <laughs> it's treatment resistant. Yeah, definitely. Yes. He could also have depression with psychotic features, mm-hmm. which is maybe more of a likelihood, but it's more fun to talk about psilocybin. So. I agree. Yeah. Uh, that is a fun design. Rainbow Hair Goofy takes him to a magic land of little pixies uh look like max in different colors they look like max and they're having like a tea party and then those maxes form together into one normal max and then that max grows giant and he flips goofy like off of a cliff and uh goofy after falling through some anxiety triggers or whatever lands in like a white void Mm. uh and then uh while he's in there Max is like above with the rainbow haired Goofy and he screams at him to get your own life! Get your own life! (laughs) Slams him and seals him in that white void. Mm -hmm. And that's when Goofy snaps out of it and his professor tells him pencils down. (gasps) Goofy realizes he just, he unscrewed up. (laughs) He (laughs) failed this class real bad. (laughs) And then um, I guess he's so sad after that he just sits by the fountain sulking and presumably misses a dinner he was supposed to go to with Sylvia. That part made no sense. This was very much an example of feeling like there are things cut out and they're just hitting like the beats that they know they're supposed to hit. Because you know he has to scorn her. In mm-hmm. some way, but there was no established exactly. dinner. Yeah, we, didn't we don't know. we don't know anything about this, nope. so it's so. Weird. I was so confused when it cut to her being like, yeah. "Where is he?" I was like, "What? Where are we?" <laughs> it's a perfect <laughs> What's example. Who? Oh, who are we talking about? Yeah. Goofy, I guess. <laughs> yes, it's a perfect example of why this movie worked really well for me as a kid, but mm-hmm. not as an adult. Because as a kid, you're not really following the plots of movies you that well anyway. Things. You're just like seeing the imagery and kind of like vaguely tracing what's happening, and so that's enough as a kid you're like oh that's a thing that happens in these sorts of romance stories i guess you know if you're but, my son you're just looking for when the castle falls down yes. it's like i know what part he would have loved in this movie I, if he watched the, the whole part side. it's when the thing falls at the end yes. but he hasn't watched it yet he'll probably we'll probably watch it we'll see oh good um 
But yeah, it's just very much like there again, it feels like there's a scene missing where they establish that they have a dinner and she's really excited for it, you know, and just doesn't not there. Weird. Don't like it. Um, and then, yeah, she has like a congratulations banner up, which is weird too. It's like, is he already graduating? Good yeah. question. This is the end of the year, I guess. That's <laughs> what I was like. There's, so, what's a timeline of this? I don't so know how silly. long is that. Congratulations for getting a lot of points at the X Games. Uh, I like, I don't know. Congratulations, you're getting laid like, tonight. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then we fade back to Goofy's at home with Pete. I guess. Yep. And went home for the weekend. He's just back immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote this movie jumps around a lot, uh, and Pete explains that book learning is useless, which I agreed with. I didn't make. I want to make it clear. I do think anyone who's pursued higher education beyond <laughs> basic bachelor degree level, I would say, is probably an idiot. Yeah. And while explaining, though, he keeps throwing horseshoes that are subpar. They're not ringers. They're mm. They're hitting the pole, though, which is pretty good, I would think, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and that reminds Goofy of his speech from earlier, and he's reinvigorated. It's such a short amount of time between his lowest point <laughs> yeah, and is. his, like, reinvigoration. And it took basically nothing. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, <laughs> he had to be reminded of something he said. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It's like, that was a real low point of the film to me when he's just mm-hmm. immediately like, I lost my focus. And then, okay, I guess All right. that's it. Your unhealthy focus on this your is son. Such, whoever wrote this movie lost their focus because it's like... <laughs> It is its moral is like the most surface level like they didn't do any work to dig deeper into it or mm-hmm. make it more complex than mm-hmm. just you have to focus on what you want yeah okay cool yep. <laughs> that's it uh we cut to max is on campus and a girl recognizes him as goofy son and he doesn't like that doesn't at all. like that's raining no, that's raining it made yeah. me think like oh yeah if goofy was on a college campus he totally would be like one of the coolest people that everybody would know yeah. like that, <laughs> that guy's, goofy, walking, that guy's walking down the, the street 70s. you're gonna notice it <laughs> yeah like he's the 70s dad that like rocked out on a skateboard like he's oh, the yeah. like everybody in college would know that guy and he's Absolutely. so chill so yeah. like he doesn't care what people think about him and yeah. that's cool imagine this movie had a scene where goofy was earning everyone's admiration and he like played a guitar in the quad like <laughs> I would love a scene like yeah. that <laughs> That would rock. Um, and then uh, it starts to rain, and Max goes, he heads to the bean scene. Oh, and man. this is my my favorite joke of the whole movie. This is absolutely the best joke of the entire film yes. coming up. <laughs> yep. This is the moment that stuck with me the most as a kid. Probably one of the funniest lines in any movie. So uh, good. Is when he comes in, PJ, Bobby, and Beret Girl are chilling together, and Bobby is he's sitting there, and he goes, you ever wonder why we're always wearing gloves? <laughs> and he pulls on them. Yes, yeah, he pulls he on the gloves. It oh is gosh. hilarious. And the only characters wearing gloves are are PJ, Bobby, Max, Goofy, Pete. and Pete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're the only ones wearing gloves. Everyone else doesn't. But. It's just... It's so funny. It's such and a funny observation it. to make. <laughs> and know, he, so he, that's Polly Shore's best line delivery of all time yes. is that line, like, bar none. Like, it's... so Tyler wasn't, my husband wasn't watching this whole movie with me, but he was, like, in the room for that point, and we both <laughs> laughed out loud. It was so good. It's... Love that. Love that yeah. joke. I forgot about that joke, but as soon as he said it, I was like, that was my flashback moment. 
I wrote this was I thought this was the funniest joke of all time as a kid. Apparently, nine-year-old me loves some meta humor <laughs> or whatever was going on. Do you guys know why they're wearing gloves? Do you know why the gloves are a thing? I don't know. Easier to animate. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's um. I don't know if it was Disney himself, the Walter, um, the Walter, Disney. but it was like in the original design of probably Mickey. Um, but he wanted them to like have more like human-looking features and like just having like mouse hands like just didn't look I'm, right i'm imagining mickey with tiny little nubby fingers <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so fun. they're like yeah big cartoon gloves put a are big more cartoon like, glove on them like and adorable so and less creepy yeah, it works all right well that's great now we know why they're always wearing gloves um max tells them uh that he's gonna leave school because there's only room for one goofy on campus which is weird because it seems like his dad left campus yeah. So did do you, you just not tell him? Do you have PJ's line here though? Because it was one another no, one of my favorites. No, so. I don't have PJ's line. <laughs> so Max is all depressed, yeah. and PJ, you know, being all like beat poety now, walks up to him and says, "Be here now, bro. We thrive on the singularity of the you that is one with your selfness." Beautiful, love it. And so he's wow. basically saying, like, be your authentic self, man. Yeah. Practice mindfulness. <laughs> exactly. PJ knew what he was talking PJ, about. He was ahead of the curve. He is ahead of the curve. You know what the poetry sure. in this remind reminded me of watching, especially the first scene where she like has that poet poem that's like it's it's not great, right? Like it's good because she's How good deliverer deliver, <laughs> but at at Indiana Westland we had the gong show, which there was a gong in this movie too. Yeah. But it was when you went up and you did a thing and then if you the gong if the, you, if the, you the crowd cheers, yeah. you'd you'd they'd gong you well there was this one girl that got up and she like had this precious poem with the cheesiest rhymes and it was we were at a christian college it was about god and it was like very long and like a little bit into it everyone's like we need to gong her this is bad but we all felt guilty you can't gong god like slowly like people were starting people were like like boo I forget what did you have to say gong I don't remember what we had think, to do wait cause you think do you think David Fincher would direct a movie about her called Gong Girl <laughs> <laughs> yes because we all gonged her and she got gonged and it was this big sad thing guess what next year we weren't allowed to gong people oh, off the stage they had sense. like administrators sit on a panel they were the judges and they would gong it was so lame it lost all of its yeah. all of its good flavor <laughs> Flavor, oh. And it was Gone oh, girl. great. Gone Girl. Yeah. yeah. She's going to get her revenge. She is. And, yeah. <laughs> She's going to set up a whole show yeah. on yeah. her own with other motives. Yes. And, that's the, and that's Kyle's going to refuse to wear a New York Yankees hat. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Exactly. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they try to talk Max out of leaving, and he's unresponsive until Beret Girl starts to speak up, and he starts to listen. And then I thought Bobby, Paulie Shore gives, he's like, he gives a good performance kind of talking mm-hmm. Max into staying. He amps him up a little bit. They talk him into staying so they can whoop those gamma boys, basically. Um, and then it's at the library and Goofy kind of sheepishly apologizes to Sylvia, Sylvia for standing her up for a date that we didn't know existed. Real quick before when yeah. when they all skate off from the bean scene. I just I like the Bray girls line, which is just she just says boys, boys will, be, will boys. be boys. And I love it because it's the way I was feeling about why did they care so much about the X games? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, they're stupid freshmen like they. 
Like, this is way too dramatic. She's yes. above it. She's like, I yeah. know what's going on. They'll 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 grow up one day. Maybe. Maybe. Some boys won't. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So Goofy, speaking of men who don't grow up, he's apologizing to Sylvia, um, and for not, I guess, not even calling or anything. She's mad, and she forgives him immediately. Yeah. Not even like. He doesn't have to do anything mm-hmm. to earn forgiveness, I guess. He's just got a hot dick, and she's <laughs> willing to <laughs> um, she, uh, Yeah, she forgives him, and then he knocks over all the library stacks because yeah. he's goofy. Made me think of The Mummy. Yes. The movie. Yes. Which I don't know if that came out around the same time, but yeah. The first Mummy is late 90s, like yeah. 99 maybe, so mm-hmm. sounds about right. Um, it's a, a popular time to knock over bookshelves in movies, apparently. Yes. Uh, and then we get the another montage. The I sp- do love the librarian saying the hyuk. She like yes. she yeah. like yucks that- at him and like they rub noses. I wrote and I I wrote, is the hyuk a speech impediment and is she making fun of it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's offensive. How dare you? I feel like it's if someone has a very distinct <laughs> laugh yeah. and you like mimic mm-hmm. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just thought. His is a really weird instinct. <laughs> um, yeah, but then there's a montage of him studying with Sylvia set to that song Knock on Wood, which is fun, but it's mm-hmm. really weird that he's, like, working out while he's studying. I mean, yeah. it's funny, mm-hmm. kind of. Well, he's working out for the X Games, yes, right? I, is so, that what it is? I thought so. That's I what even... I... There's like he's gonna do the I X Games. I didn't even think that he cared about shape, the X but... Games at this point because he's gonna leave the fraternity. I think that's I... his like focus though because he thinks that the X Games are gonna make him closer to Max. But he no. But his next move after he passes is to quit the Gammas and he's not gonna join Max's team. He already oh, yeah. knows he can't be on it. I thought it was just literally they're going for the comedy of he's physically training because yeah. he's goofy and he's dumb. But it's weird to me that he has a study montage because. His issue was never that he didn't study. It was just that he was really distracted during that test. (laughs) He would have passed, like, fine, seemingly. Right. So what... What is this? It's so How weird. How much time is passing? I don't understand. Like, yes, that's so another much thing. Time is because he because this isn't like a makeup midterm. It's like another midterm. So <laughs> yeah. how much time went by? This is so weird. It's so confusing. I'm like, is this another year? Are we like sophomores now? Like, what is this X Games thing happening? And then, and then he has straight A's at the end of this. So like, a lot of time has to have passed to make up for completely failing one of his tests, right? Y- you yeah. would think. Unless it's one of those classes where they drop the lowest grade. Right. Maybe. I don't know. I, yeah, I wrote this. Pacing here is just weird. Uh, he studies for a whole semester without talking to Max or the Gammas? Question mark? Or was it two days? Why is it midterms again? Why haven't the games happened? It's so stupid. Uh, and then Goofy goes and quits the Gammas. And they don't take it well. They launch him out the door and they say, you can't quit us and you're fired, basically. (laughs) Um, And he realizes he still has his frat pin. So he goes back in to take it back to him and he overhears them talking about their plan to cheat. (gasps) As if we didn't already know they were cheaters. (laughs) But now he's learning, I guess. Um, And he doesn't care. Goofy's an upstanding gentleman. He won't stand for cheating. So he goes off to tell Max... Um, who has conversations like that where they're just like 
Good thing we're gonna cheat again. Yeah. <laughs> I love cheating. No, he says like cheating, and then they all go cheat, cheat, <laughs> cheat, cheat, like they're chanting cheat. And I'm like, what is happening? This is it's so dumb. Such a dumb scene. Also, it's weird. Is Bradley a fifth year senior? Because they've won five years in a row. Oh. And he's like talking about like this is a regular thing, or is. What's the deal with that? Uh, yeah, he must be. He must be a fifth-year senior. He's a failure. Yeah. He's a loser. Definitely. He's compensated. That's why he's so desperate to win these stupid X games. You know, I thought his character was vaguely familiar to me, and it was like this scene where I like realized maybe it was him kicking the uh, Goofy out. Yeah. But I was like, it kind of reminds me of Cusco from Emperor's New Groove. Like when hmm. Cusco is just kind of a jerk. Not a good, not a, near as good as Cusco is, but like just you know, that like He's as pompous, good as one of the like, funniest like, like comedians yeah. and characters ever. <laughs> yeah. But I just kind of got Cusco vibes a little bit. I can see that. And I was like, that's, that's where I kind of yeah. got a little inkling there. And Tank is the... Uh, the big yeah just the big sidekick yeah Um, evil pacha yes uh goofy heads off to warn max he finds max in the locker room he tries to tell him but max won't listen because he thinks it's like a gamma trick this is the specific moment where i feel like it would have made a lot more sense to have had a beat at some point where max sees goofy doing anything with the gammas that would indicate that goofy is like on their on their side and not just a dupe you know, mm-hmm. like, because Max knows his dad is not a malicious person who would cheat to beat him at a sporting event. And he, we've seen no scenes of anything to have that, his mind change on that. Right. So it's just weird that he's not trusting his dad here. Like, your relationship with your dad isn't that you think he's a liar. It's that you think he is annoying and embarrassing. That he <laughs> likes you too much. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, so it's dumb. Uh, and then he just heads out to compete and leaves sad Goofy behind in the locker room. And now the college X Games are set to begin, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> We're all so excited. We love it. Yeah. I really did love it when I was like nine. I thought it was awesome. I kind of, I, I, I was did. a little bit hyped just because I was like, is he going to do another sweet skateboard move? Like, and he doesn't. He doesn't. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's pretty lame. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty lame mediocre. Um... The I, do, I do like that. I don't. You might be getting ready to talk about this, but when they're announcing the gammas, I like the tank is like too big for his yeah, little rectangle, and then he like bends down. It's <laughs> yeah, very cute. That is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, that part's funny. And then the crowd is angry that there's no Goofy. They all love Goofy. Yeah, it from that one a, time. It's called mm-hmm. a Goofy movie, so I understand they want Goofy. It's an extremely Goofy movie, <laughs> but not so extreme without him there. Um, and Max is surprised to learn that his dad isn't on the team. Um, and then uh, uh, I guess the rest of this thanks in part to the, like the game is try to cheat. The events start and they all their cheating kind of almost goes wrong. Basically, it impacts other teams more than Max's team. I guess so. Like Bobby manages to climb up the wall, even though the one guy's pulling the pieces out. Yeah. of the wall it and costs- that one that one guy yeah. that's pulling the pieces out really 
his character design bothers me yeah, a lot. Do you know why? No, no. He looks like Bigfoot from the first. He does year. look like Bigfoot. It's oh. like the same You're right. Like, yeah, 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 same yeah. shape, uh, everything. Same face, and I'm just like, Ugh, why? Maybe <laughs> Bigfoot like... goes to school. He can better himself, Kyle. I they guess. had to do that on purpose, though. You don't just accidentally draw like yeah. Bigfoot. The exact same like <laughs> face, head shape as Bigfoot, and he's in a lot of it. He's like just one of the henchmen or yeah. whatever with the it's one of the like frat a, boys. Probably a little nod to the first one, maybe. I don't know. Um, I agree. I didn't even. I thought he looked familiar, but I didn't put the thought into why he looks so familiar. <laughs> um, and then uh, Max wins like the street luge because they try to do like marbles to stop street luge. Yeah, I and guess. he just expertly he, dodges he's them. So amazingly talented that he dodges <laughs> marbles on the fly, going like a hundred miles per hour. Um, and I guess PJ wins BMX. I don't really know what's going on with that one. <laughs> he's just. He just does. He looks he like just, he's struggling yeah, out yeah. there, but he wins. It, he I think he, the other guy, like, um, like gets he gets like, wrapped around the flagpole. Like PJ, like, like shots does a, backwards. Yeah, he does. And, PJ does like a bunny hop and just dodges him. Like, luckily, it's weird. PJ just wins it. He just yeah, wins. Go playing. PJ. Um, and then it's time for the final event between the Gammas and Max's team, the, the triathlon. And the Gammas immediately launch PJ into the air with rocket skates, which he didn't notice there were rockets on his skates. And also, there's a referee who just calls that a false start. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Right. And then Max goes, that's what my dad was trying to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? What? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously that's what it was, you idiot. Um, yeah, that was just weird. The rules, the referee is not doing his job, yeah. and it's just... Oh, I think the referee is also voiced by Upper, upper Crest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, 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 Jeff Bennett. Um, and then I guess they need the event's gonna start and they need another team member. And because the rules of this event are <laughs> just, you, just, just, you, gotta, you have to have three people to start with, you don't need three people at the end, but you have to have three <laughs> yep. to start with. It could be any th- third person, doesn't matter. The, the, completely swap out the team who cares? <laughs> Guy who wasn't even part of this whole day's competition. Max calls out to get his dad to like join the team says uh, I need your help yeah he makes a desperate plea and goofy because he's a loving father kind of I don't even know how he gets up there it's like he trips and falls and goofy magic ends up launching him on yeah, top of yeah he like that. does a couple bounces off a tent or something yeah I hate this part I hate that like the reason why Max and Goofy like make up is because is just out of necessity. Like, yeah. like yeah, they need gonna... another person. So Max is like, "Oh, I need my dad now." Yeah. Like, it seems like a completely like disingenuous. It's like literally just like I need you on my team for my own benefit. Yes, yeah. it's just Max being rewarded for being selfish. I mean, yeah. he does have the moment where he realizes his dad was telling the truth, which was incredibly <laughs> obvious because we had no beat to suggest yeah. otherwise in the entire film. Yeah. But that's a very Max weak resolution. Sounds to so this dumb. Moment. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very incongruous, whatever's going on here. Yeah. Um, and then the triathlon begins. And I wrote here, this race is exactly like how Brink ends at first. Like the hay bales yes. around and everybody's skating and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, the gammas are cheating left and right. They're being real buttholes. Uh, eventually, Max Max's team manages to keep up despite the cheating all the way to the bike round. 
Um, Goofy's kind of lagging behind, but whatever. Once they get to the bike round, though, they've loosened like the nut on one of the bikes. Mm-hmm. So as they're racing, Bobby gets yeeted off of like a cliff and lands in the mud. Um, and I guess it's just fine. I think it's weird that only one person has to finish the race on your team. What's the point of there being three people? Why Do they would... just expect four contestants to just... Well, that's a weird thing <laughs> later. Die, die yeah. on the way there or something? <laughs> it's weird. Why don't they just have Tank, since there's apparently no rules, why don't they just have Tank grab all three of the opposing team members and hold on to them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it'd be so easy to win that way. And Tank does a weird move at one point in this where he, like grabs onto Bradley. It's and a slingshot, He baby. does a slingshot, <laughs> which the physics of it should so clearly send Tank, like, flying backwards, yeah. too. But he also gets more past them. I was just like, what <laughs> the hell just happened? It was so confusing. Slingshot, baby! Slings him and then, like, just speeds... Yeah, drafts off him. Yeah. He swings him so hard, it's this huge draft, and he yeah, gets sucked. That makes perfect there sense. There you go. You're right. after him. Um... And then, uh, so Bobby loses his tire, and he's out. And then Goofy's lagging behind uh, throughout while the others catch, they get to the skateboard round. I did make a note. It's weird that there are the correct number of skateboards for the people that are coming as if they knew <laughs> that there were going to be missing team members They're at like, this point. They're like, should we animate the other ones? No, 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 no drama. It's fine. Um, and then, uh, so they get on the skateboards. They go down, like, the big vert pipe, and they're on, like, the zipper. And Goofy falls down the ramp, and he knocks over... Bradley. So it's just Tank and Max that are still making their way forward. Mm-hmm. And Bradley is like, Tank, take him out! And then he's like, I will not be ignored! And he pulls out a, another remote control for yet another fucking rocket. <laughs> this guy's got so many rockets. <laughs> um, and then he's, uh, this is when Goofy sees him and he's has his moment where he pulls out the horseshoe and he's like, it's about being focused! And it's like it's I hate it feels like a type of maneuver that should be like the fishing line where there's like lots mm-hmm. of elements to it, but every time it's just it's, it's about being focused yeah, and nothing no, else. It's like it's it. not cool. Only have one thing. Give me three things at least. Well, and it's also very anticlimactic because it's nothing visual. It's just like, yes, yeah. I will focus now. Yes. <laughs> like, and I will throw. And this is exactly where it feels like this would work so much better if it was Max who had the horseshoe, who was throwing it to save Goofy. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. a moment of redemption for Max in a way. and Because it's just Goofy. We've seen him throw the horseshoe all throughout. This should be the moment where Max internalizes a lesson from his father and and uses the horseshoe himself, but he doesn't. It's so so dumb. I don't understand how they could get it right in the first movie, but can't. It's so so messed up. It's just like they... (laughs) Um... Either way, he throws it at Goofy, throws it at Bradley, he knocks him out, but Bradley uh, lands on the button anyway and launches Max full speed into Tank, and they collide with the giant hang like X Games X, um, and apparently they end up in there, like it's on fire, it's collapsed. It gets real dark. It does. Yeah. Allegedly, this is cut out in the broadcast version on really? television post 9/11. Oh, because okay. it's t- yeah. the, there's terrorism. That, I know, but I guess it's too similar it's like to like burning, someone being trapped like, in a uh, burning someone, building. Yeah. Sure. Also, maybe they like overthought it a little bit because Tank also does 
does say nine one one baby. Yeah, he does. And uh, that's a nine eleven. But I will say, oh. take that so with a grain like, of salt because there's no citation on that on oh, Wikipedia. Okay. I couldn't find any source on that. It on just, why exactly? Yeah, it, on Wikipedia it just says this claim is like not sourced. Like mm. I tried to find. Um, what, I believe it because they like edited what like. Lilo I do believe Stitch. that it's possible. I'm just saying it's not. Yeah. For sure, because it's in all other versions, and obviously they're not still airing this movie, so I right. don't know if it was a thing. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but I believe it because I mean it's it is a little the imagery of him. Tank ends up trapped under debris. Yeah, Max and Goofy have to like pull up the rubble and get him out. And Tank literally yells, "Help, Bradley! Yeah. Help yeah. anybody!" Yeah. And it's like very it's, dire. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna die. And then he says, "Nine one one, baby." <laughs> yeah, to cut <laughs> the tension. Yeah. To cut the tension. Uh, this is it's since we talked about depression earlier. It's interesting. 9-11's effect on post traumatic stress disorder. This is oh a very boy, quick thing. Like very quick, but this it's going to be a fun after depression. after nine eleven. <laughs> the previously PTSD, we thought people had to experience trauma with PTSD, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. after nine eleven, all these people had PTSD who were not directly involved in nine eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, it was either maybe even family members, but people watching. 9-11 on trauma. TV yeah. and we're like they had to change the definition of PTSD at that point so this is probably maybe a wise thing not to initially like put a bunch of inflammatory stuff on in a movie you know maybe it was not the worst you know not a terrible decision to like take take out something that could have been really triggering for people so mm-hmm. just an interesting thought makes sense do you guys think Bradley did 9-11 <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Rocket fuel can't melt beams. <laughs> Bradley is not concerned with his good friend Tank. He's going to take advantage of this moment to win, and that's when Tank, Goofy, and Max come out of the wreckage heroically, chasing after him. And Tank and Goofy jump off so Max can gain speed to win. And Tank is like, "That's some boy you got there." And Goofy's like, "He's not a boy anymore. He's a man." Yeah. And now you know his arc is complete. Yes. You're wrong, Tank. He's not a kid anymore. <laughs> I actually like that line. That's fine, it's but it, yeah, it's it's what you expect. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Max just barely edges Bradley out, and he wins. I hate that he wins. You hate that he wins. I hate that he wins. All right. Why can't Bradley win and, and then get exposed like, for being a jerk? Yeah. Because he didn't stop to save his friend. It's not as fun. Like, why why does Max have to win this? Why can't it be part of his thing? Like, oh, like, maybe I don't need to do this. Like, I did the right thing and saved I somebody I, and I sacrificed my, I got my relationship with my dad. I don't need this trophy. Could have been meaning, more meaningful. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. But. I agree. I don't feel any kind of way about it because I'm already checked out of the movie at this yeah, point. Right. I was just expecting uh, him not to win, and then he then he won. And he I was doesn't like, deserve uh, to win. He's he done a bunch not. of crap this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the. But that Bradley when, doesn't. I mean, I guess you know he'd get his comeuppance yeah. or whatever. But I, I do like that when he wins, he just immediately walks right onto stage where they have the trophy. Like it's like cross the finish line one step later. Here's your trophy. Like yeah. <laughs> just right up there. I just thought it was funny. They're like rush it. Come on, get to the get to the end. Yeah. Get to the end. <laughs> uh, is not happy about Brad leaving him behind. He launches Brad into the air, right into the announcer blimp, and it goes flying everywhere. And then a hand just comes up and clicks off the TV, which was a weird thing. That weird meta thing. That's yep. a thing that had not happened at all in the film. Nope. And it's not <laughs> even like it would work if it was like 
it did that and it cut to TV. like Bobby and PJ like watching it or something mm-hmm. or like anybody yeah. Pete at home watching it and being like it's just part of the, is on but it's just weird that it's yeah. like it's just part of the their bit where the, the announcer's like pulling the screen from yeah. the other guy and then like it's just clicking off while the announcers are talking it's dumb yeah it's dumb um and uh we cut to Goofy's graduating and Max gives him a gift. It's the X Games trophy. And inscribed, it says, I might not be your little boy anymore, but I'll always be your son. And they hug. And uh, Max and his friends actually invite Goofy to come back to their dorm to celebrate. But Goofy has other plans. He's going to get laid. Um, <laughs> and Sylvia comes and picks him up. And Goofy pulls like a gag where he's like, I got a job at the school, Maxie. And he's like, just kidding. Um, And that's funny. And then Goofy and Sylvia drive off and Max has my least favorite moment in the history of cinema. (laughs) You don't like this? Where he says, he's driving off and Max is like, He's so goofy. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is this moment? He is extremely goofy. I don't like it because it feels like a weird line that like like almost romantically delivered or something. <laughs> the way he says it is like the way that well, a love interest says it when somebody like he's so goofy when he drives off like they're turned on or something. It's especially jarring because he spent the whole movie being like, ugh, I hate you, Dad. And then, like, literally nothing happens to change that. And then he's like, ugh, he's so goofy. I don't like it. I don't like it. And then Goofy and Sylvia drive off and live happily ever after and hopefully never see Max again. The end. (laughs) Yeah. Where's the typewriter? That's what I wrote. Where's Where's that typewriter? (laughs) It never showed up. It It does the cute, you know, during the credits you see little dancing dancing people it's cute i like Mm -hmm. it i like that all right guys we did it uh, we don't we know (laughs) we know we don't have a cash's corner but we can go through our own general thoughts Mm -hmm. give our best performers first sure i will say i was torn on my best performer Mm -hmm. in this movie because honestly all the the, this movie does not lack for performances. No, Everybody it does their job well, even if it's all incredibly underwritten mm-hmm. and poorly put together. Um, so for me, it was I was very close to giving it to our boy Polly Shore, almost exclusively for his delivery <laughs> on the line about why they always wear gloves, because. It's so good. It's 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 iconic. It's yeah. like it's so funny. Like every good review of the movie that I could find from the Times references that line. Like it works for everybody. Apparently, <laughs> they hit gold with that one. But I think I have to give it to Vicky Lewis as Beret Girl for taking <laughs> a character so who has no name, has <laughs> nothing going for her basically, and makes your eyes roll immediately when she first shows up. But making her incredibly likable and like hilarious yes. over time. So Vicky Lewis is my pick. Good. So I was also torn. So I I was kind of debating between Vicky Lewis, Beret Girl, and Jeff Bennett as Bradley Uppercrust because I feel like he does a really good job being that like like yuppie entitled like mm. villain. But I gotta give it to Beret Girl. Hell yeah. <laughs> She's so Beret good. Girl. Beret Girl. I can't not give it to her. Kyle. I, I, was, I was torn as well. It's funny we're all kind of like torn <laughs> between people. Because at first I was like, well, maybe I'll give it to, to PJ and Bobby like as a dual thing. Because mm-hmm. I just love their, their combination. Yeah. And they're just so silly. But 
Um, then Jeff Bennett playing Bradley Uppercrust. He does a good job, and he also plays the unemployment lady and yeah. Chuck the Sportscaster <laughs> and a few other like random people. I'm like, man, he like really added a lot to the movie. Um, and then what? What I went? Uh, what I end up choosing is I just got to choose Bill Farmer. He's goofy. He's been playing goofy since 1987. He's like the only guy who's ever played goofy. I think. Maybe not, but like he's the goofy guy. Probably up it to this point, at least. Yes, yeah. At least since '87, probably. I mean, as goofy as the main character, the only person who's probably really played him. Yeah, uh, and yeah. he like, you know, I don't know how much Goofy has done recently, but like he's he's the goofy. He's goofy, and like he's so goofy. He's so, he's so goofy. Goofy. <laughs> oh. um, he, Goofy's the only character I really care about in this movie, and I'm like, this guy deserves it. Yeah, that's so, fair. I think it's a fair it's fair to give Bill an award. Yeah. So I guess uh Vicky and Bill can split an X Games trophy. One third goes to Bill. <laughs> yeah. Two thirds go to Vicky. Sorry, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Bill. The best performer awards can stop on a dime. <laughs> Flicks it at him. Um, all right. General thoughts and ratings for this movie. First thought. Not as good as I remember. Uh, very disjointed, all over the place. Hard to tell how much time is passing. Disappointing lack of musical numbers like we talked about. Sylvia, goofy relationship is underbaked. Every relationship is underbaked. Everything's just kind of shallow and meaningless. Uh, <laughs> the villains... <laughs> Talk I, about depression. I know. The villains, even though Bradley, he's performed well, they're just the dynamic doesn't make any sense to me the whole time. I don't understand what his motivation is, why this character would even be interested in extreme sports. To me, I'm giving it two gloves, one thumb. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's my rating. He's two out gloves, of five, one, right? Yes, um, two gloves out of and one... five gloves? Yes, out of five full gloves. So basically 2.2 gloves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got it. Um, yeah, uh, I did my rating... Um, yeah, I I don't have much to add with what you said. It's basically I just feel so medium about this movie. It just was there. It's a movie. It's fine. I did my rating based on the colors of a mood ring. And so it got a light blue on a mood ring. <laughs> which is Can I have a scale? Normal. Normal. It means right. normal, normal means 2.5 out of 5. <laughs> not bad, that. not good. That's normal. my rating. I, so. Normal. Normal. That's normal. the best rating. This movie, yeah, it, on a scale of goofy to extremely goofy, it was normal. Normal. Like, it's just, <laughs> just so middle of the road. I have no tr- really good true thoughts about Perfect. it. Other than it's just blah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm right around. I'm debating somewhere between two, two and a half. I'm just going to give it two. Oh, but I really like some parts of it. I'm going to give it two and a finger. (laughs) I'm going to give it two and a quarter. All right. Two and a quarter gloves. (laughs) Because I really like, I mean, all the, I agree with everything you said, but I love Beret Girl. Like every moment she's on screen, I'm living. And like, so there are parts, and like PJ is adorable. So like there are parts of it that I really like. So I'm going to go two and a quarter. I think that's fair. I think it's fair. A movie that is disappointing overall narratively but enjoyable it's not 
It's if not you put hard it on in the watch. background, you're not you're like you're not gonna have a bad time with it on in the background. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Whew. All right. Since we have uh, <clears throat> concluded, oh, actually, I have one more thing about this movie. I want to say I forgot. I have this note here that it won the Annie Award category for outstanding achievement in an animated home video production. Oh. Uh, and I took mm-hmm. note of the movies that it beat because I don't think I agree with the, it winning. <laughs> I, I already don't agree with it yeah. winning. It should not it, win awards. Well, wait, so wait, what is this award for? Just it, animation? It's a home video like animation award. Like the right. best. The, it's but like, it's not like best movie. It's no, best no, no. animation for home video. No, it is like best movie, I think. Okay. Best animated picture on home video. Oh, okay, okay. So according to that, I guess it beat Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Which I don't agree with. I love. I don't think I've seen that one. I love Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost. You're missing out. And Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, uh, which oh. I think is a good movie. It's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. I at I, least remember liking it as a kid. He likes that one a lot. Yeah, that's a fine Christmas tale. I think it's definitely better than this movie. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to say yeah. about it. Okay, guys, do you want to play a game? Let's, Let's do it. Play a game. Hopefully, my phone has enough charge for this for me to pull up. <laughs> This game... I was hoping we'd have a game this week. Oh, we got a game, Kyle. Good. It is a return of a beloved segment uh, called Scott Wrote a Bunch of Riddles. Oh, no! (laughs) No! (laughs) This and this week's theme is college movies. Oh, boy. Oh, no. These are all movies. This may not be good for me. college campus. I'm not sure what the best way to go about uh, you competing against it. I guess, yeah. Shout it out uh, when you know it. I'll do. I'll just do first half. Of, you can raise hands too if you want, and I can call on you. You could say your name since it's a. It's a. You do a yuck. medium. When you know, you have to do a goofy yuck. Okay, sounds yuck. good. Yeah. Yuck. All right. Let's let's dive into this. We got a few here. <clears throat> He's probably got like ten. <laughs> I, ten prepared. I only do seven every time, <laughs> so, uh, so it's fine. All right. When woods feel lost, where can they go? A story of sorority. Fuck the Warner Bros. The professor's a creep, but the client is tight. Just don't ask what happened to her cellulite. Uh, yep. Kyle. House Bunny. <clears throat> Incorrect. Brooke, with a chance to steal. You can ask me to repeat if you want. <laughs> I'm, I College movies really may not be the thing for me. <laughs> cellulite? I can repeat. You should repeat it. Okay. When woods feel mm-hmm. lost, oh, where Woods. can they this go? Is, this is Legally Blonde. Ding, ding. Nice. I've never seen it. Legally Blonde. Oh, Kyle, come on. I'm going to guess House Bunny for like 50 All right, perfect. So <laughs> I kind of don't think Scott wrote it. I don't know. know. You never know what I might have pulled here, all <laughs> right? It's true. This next one is either neither of you will get it or only Brooke will get it. It's very tar- it's a very targeted <laughs> right. because I thought I better make one fair for the guest. Um, <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate right. it. Yeah. I'm terrible at these. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, the third from a man whose last name is Single, a movie jam-packed with issues that mingle. Fishborn, Banks, and Cube all on deck. This should be easy if you've been keeping up with Blank Check. Oh, I haven't. <laughs> oh, no. Uh... Uh, uh, it's from their most recent series that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Um, mm. I don't think I've seen any of them. Mm. This sounds like an ant to me. I think it's an ant. This is John Singleton's third film, Higher Learning, a film stacked cast, a very heavy issues movie. 
mixed results. Not a great film. <laughs> a weird movie where you get to see Michael Rapaport become a neo-Nazi over time. Oh boy, fun! <laughs> it's really weird. Interesting. It's that's uh, it's it's cover, it's trying to cover a lot of ground. That movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. This next one is inspired by our movie of the week, so you'll see. Hopefully one of you have seen this movie. Who knows? Max isn't the only kid who can't live life indie. A similar plot, but with triple the Lindy. A comedy legend leads this project, but much mm-hmm. like Goofy, he gets no respect. Yuck. Brooke? Back to school. Yes, back to school. Classic Rodney <laughs> I looked this one up and I couldn't remember the name of it, so I couldn't yuck it. But I specifically like looked it up to see if I could watch it this week. I used to watch but, that on TV all the time. It was like constantly yeah, on. I love that movie when I was younger. I am sure it does not hold up. Uh, I yeah, like. no way. At least it might still be funny, but I feel like there's got to be... There's just no way there's not just weird problematic stuff in that movie. It just yep. doesn't seem like a movie that... Would avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to imagine Rodney Dangerfield probably hooks up with like an 18-year-old in it or something. He's a real goofy about his relationship <laughs> to business. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Guys, somebody, Kyle, you got to get in the I'm game. I'm trying. I believe in you. Okay. <laughs> they may be deltas, but they'll never change. One is a zit with impeccable range. They don't like guitar, so quit being arty. Grab your toga. It's time to party. Yuck. Is it is it old no. Old school? No. The other one. I don't know. American Pie. Is that college? <laughs> Jeez. They do no, no, this is stuff? the this is the classic one, right? It is a classic. What's it called? With Belushi. Yes. He is a zit. Animal House. Animal House. Come oh, on. Yeah. I don't like that movie. People are, I, I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah. Or not since it came out. <laughs> you were alive when it came <laughs> yeah. out. I haven't seen it since uh, I was very young, I should say. So, yeah. yeah. It's one that sh- is one that's always been on my list of things I should watch because eh. I like National Lampoon. But I don't like John Belushi. I'm going to say it. It's not a good movie. You're more it's... of a Jim Belushi guy? I am more of a Jim guy. I prefer According to Jim. To <laughs> I really house. liked According to I Jim. Liked when it I liked it too. Kid. I don't know. I, I watched every episode. I watched it right? a lot as well. Uh, no, John is just like kind of a sexist asshole. I yeah, think. that's that whole he's movie. Like, he's like famous for being like broads can't be funny or whatever. And like, nice. oh, I think he only gave credit to like Gilda Radner as like the only woman who could be funny. I'm just like, you know, you're not that funny, you piece of shit. <laughs> 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 Your brother's a better actor than you. I don't care what anyone says. I like him in K9. The movie where he's a cop with a dog partner. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. This one. If you don't get this one, you'll be prodded and poked. Your friends won't like the fact that you choked. A cutthroat asshole in the body of a beta. I better be careful. He has all our data. Yuck. It's it's the Facebook one. It's social um, network. Network. There it is. Okay. Do we get That's half? A, half a point for Kyle. <laughs> oh, no, no. I was going to remember it. Kyle's on the board with half a point. It is. Our beloved friend, the Zuck, out there. Yeah. Hopefully he's not listening, but he is. So oh, he's always sick. listening. All right. <clears throat> I don't know what the score is, but I'm pretty sure Brooke already won. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Number two in a series that's made up of four. Kyle's never seen it, but it's one I adore. I'm loath to spoil, so you may have no clue. All I'll say is our lead loves 
Kovu. Our lady loves Kovu. It's... Wait. Okay, yeah. it's... Brooke! Is it Revenge of the Nerds? No. Okay. Kyle, well, it's... Steel. I don't know. Think back to our episode that we. Well, recorded. I know, but all I can think of is Spirit Away. I don't think that's anything <laughs> to do with college. So it, it was. <laughs> no. um, but the other one we talked about was Scream Two. Yes, there it is. Boom. Scream Two. Oh, Kyle, I, I think board. Brooke only got three right so far. And well, there's so, only one left, and, and there have one and a half two. points. So. I have two points. Take <laughs> <laughs> it even. You're right. All right. This is a chance to make it a tie, I guess, Kyle, even though I don't think that's accurate. Um, I got two points. I guess. I got social. Yeah, all, right, all right. All right. All right. It's fair enough. Okay. <clears throat> this is it for all the marbles then. Mm. If you don't, Brooke, if you don't secure this win, Kyle's going to go to college with you forever. Oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> a prequel story where two friends butt heads. Better make sure they aren't under your beds. They'll make you scream, but no need for fright. Hey, They're oh. much more interested in capturing the light, it's Kyle. Hell yeah. It's I was Monsters waiting for that one. I was like, I know Monsters. <laughs> I think of college movies. I thought of Monsters University and Dead Man on Campus. Have you ever seen Dead Man on Campus? No, you ever heard of Dead Man I on Campus? I don't know Dead Man no. on Campus. I went to my friend's house in second grade. In Good. second grade, my friend's house. He was Greek. And his parents didn't care what he watched. And we watched this movie, Dead Man at Campus, about these guys who went to college and drank and had sex and did drugs. And they were going to fail out. So they tried to find a roommate to room with them who was really depressed so they could kill the roommate so that they could get Get straight A's. Because if someone commits suicide and you're in, in your... Like roommate, roommate or something, dies, you can you get, get automatically get all A's. Yeah, I watched that as a second grader. Went home crying <laughs> to my mom. The poor Janice Davidson went and rented the movie to see what Ooh. I was talking about, and was mortified that I watched it. It's a radar. Movie. It looks like a great movie. It stars Mark Paul uh, Gossel, or I don't know, the guy who plays Zach Morris. From oh, okay. Saved by the Bell. Uh, not a hit. Budget fourteen million, box office fifteen million. Did not quite rake in the dough that they were hoping. <laughs> and I've seen it. That's the one my friend Yanni picked out a one Kyle <laughs> blockbuster. Well, unfortunately, that did not make the cup of this round. And also, unfortunately, Brooke, you're now tethered to, goofy, to your goofy brother-in-law for all time. Does that mean you can do my homework? Uh, you have to study no, with him while I've you exercise. Never done oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, just had flashbacks. That's the end of all the talk for this movie. Uh, next week, Kyle, we have on the docket another movie that's not on Disney+. Plus. We have Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, The Adventure Begins. Okay. Another <laughs> amalgamation episode. Ah. Um, unique, though. Okay, so this one actually is unique, different than the aired episodes. It does have a Pixar animated opening like a 3D CG Pixar animated opening set after the events of Toy Story 2. Um, And Patrick Warburton does the voice of Buzz Lightyear in the show normally, but in the released DVD and VHS, Tim Allen does the voice of Buzz for all of it. So only through the VHS copy that I have secured with the help of nobody on the internet uh, <laughs> can we watch with the original Tim Allen oh I am so excited coming soon on video and DVD
It's here! Hut, hut, hut! It's hut, the new action-packed Buzz Lightyear hut, movie! Put it in! Put it in! Darn things jammed. Let me take a look at that. Every hero has a beginning. Every hero has an arch enemy. Lightyear must not escape! Every hero has someone to rescue. Every hero lives for the thrill of adventure. I'll bet that one scratched the paint. But this is no ordinary hero. Okay, it's so obvious. It's Buzz Lightyear. My I can't stand the suspense. Disney and Pixar present Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. The adventure begins, starring Tim Allen. I must overcome the evil Emperor Zerg, the sworn enemy of the Galactic Alliance. It's the story of the real Buzz Lightyear. You don't look so fat when they dry you that way. And the Space Rangers of Star Command. Life or death struggle in the cold fastness of outer space. Premiering only on video and Disney DVD, August 8th. To infinity and beyond. All right. Wow. Brooke, are you jealous or what? I am so jealous. I'm going to miss so many fat jokes, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Just that. Uh, oh, it's good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, YouTube autoplay on that ad. That was great. Yeah. Um, it looks terrible, really. But we'll see. <laughs> yes. We'll see how it is. That oh title was so long. It was like Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Doing something else, <laughs> starring Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, because the name of the show is Buzz Lightyear Star Command, a show which is not even on Disney Plus. Hmm. Interestingly enough, I maybe it was what. too racist that they couldn't even put it on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this bad. one's gone too far. Buzz is actually was actually wearing a turban in all of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't mention that part, um, but I think uh, that. Yeah. Unless you got any other. Oh, questions? I was just gonna say, I'm I'm kind of excited. I kind of think Zerg is a cool looking villain. Yeah. I think it's gonna be fun. I think it'll be a fun space adventure for us to dig our teeth into. But that's for next week. For this week, Brooke, thank you for joining us. Yes. You're welcome. Actually, for us to join you, really, because yeah, we are we her, are her, her house. <laughs> so we, can, we just showed up. She didn't know yeah. she was gonna be on the episode. We, yeah, we this is all. I didn't have in. notes prepared or anything. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, thank you guys for having me on. First guest, feel very, feel very excited yeah. about it. Wow, it's a lot of fun. Ooh. First and last, nobody else is going to do it. This is the end. Uh, uh, we got we got a lineup kind of planned, don't we? Yeah, we got some peeps, some peeps in talks. Cool. Nobody as good as Brooke, though. So no, of course fine. not. I would love to come back at some point. We'll have to have you back. Yes. I was randomly looking up like an actor and I ended up on IMDb rabbit hole and I was like I have watched a lot of made for TV movies like once you get out of the Disney stuff too I guarantee mm. you Brookie we'll be back at one point because I have I know there is one micro genre of made for TV made for home video consumption that Brooke is an expert on and that is Mary-Kate and Ashley yeah. cinema really that was good. Yeah. so we will 1000% have you back when we eventually hit that rabbit hole I was hole. in the fan club <laughs> I know it all wow yeah, that's great. Yes. You just lit up like a ton when he said Mary I am so I've got him. I've got him in my watch list ready for that day to come for this podcast. So. But for now, that should do it for this week's episode of the Made for TV podcast. So let's pop out the tape, turn off the TV. 
please remember to like, rate, and subscribe, whatever, if you can, if this show's ever on a platform where that's a possibility. <laughs> uh, please follow us on Twitter, at Made4TVPodcast. That's at Made4TVPodcast. Thank you to Chris Ratzabout for our music. Thank you to Maggie for our art. Until next week, I'm Scott. I'm Kyle. That was Brooke. I was Brooke. <laughs> yeah.